last time. Our friends Yuri and Rumble found themselves in a tight spot. They were investigating the home of Lord and Lady Tolly when they discovered the site of a murder. They also discovered evidence of the poison that was used to use in an attempted poisoning of Choppa's soup. Uh, they took one of these vials, and as they did, the Lord and Lady arrived back home. And what proceeded can only be described as a clusterfuck that really worked out in everyone's favor <laughs> as Yuri first managed to sneak out of the manor unseen. Rumble stayed behind. It quickly became apparent that Rumble was stuck inside and he had indeed been locked in the basement. Um, and... Yuri decided to take matters into his own hands and went back over the wall to the Tolly Manor, set it on fire in an attempt to draw the attention of the Lord and Lady, which worked, uh, drew out Lady Esmeralda, whom Yuri then used the command, or no, the hold person spell, in a, a miraculous use of this spell, managed to keep her held for almost the entirety of what proceeded as he lured first the lady, then the lord out, held both of these people in place, broke his friend Rumble out of the basement. The two of them then proceeded to flee from the house, escaping just in time to run into the darkened streets as citizens began to gather around the now uh, flame-encased home of the Lord and Lady. Conflagration. They then ran home to Trollskull Manor, where the rest of the party convened and watched from not too far as smoke filled the night sky. Uh, but you went to sleep and ignored everything. Rumble and Yuri went into the sewers for the night to avoid any attention from the city watch. Um, on the morrow, Lieutenant Kevin of the North Ward City Watch came to the house and described that through a series of fortuitous events, the Tollies' murder had been discovered. They had been taken into custody. The sample of poison that was taken from the crime scene a couple days before had been confirmed as Midnight's Tears, a very deadly, hard-to-trace poison that kills the imbiber or tries to kill the imbiber at the stroke of midnight after they have taken that poison. And this evidence was enough to lead to the immediate arrest of the Lord and Lady Tolly. And it also granted you guys some clemency and a little bit of leeway from the City Watch moving forward. They understand that you're all members of Force Grey. They've received word from the Blackstaff, as well as Mert, a, uh, a masked lord. And you now have a little bit of room to operate extrajudicially in the city without the city watch giving you too much trouble, within reason. Uh, following this conversation, you all decided to investigate the bronze dragon in Deepwater Harbor. You met a crusty old sailor named Galahad, uh, whose uh, rickety fishing vessel you rented 
sailed out into the harbor, and you met the young bronze dragon, Zelifarn. Zelifarn, you've yet to fully deduce someone could, uh, upon re-meeting him, question him a little bit more closely around what his intentions are, but it seems on the surface that uh, he means no harm to Waterdeep, that he was passing through and came upon a sunken uh, ship that he is investigating for treasures to bring back to his growing horde. But he did ask you all for help. There is apparently a ship anchored in deep water harbor with a vessel attached to the bottom of it, a submersible vessel. This did not match the description of Big Belchy, which you had previously encountered, but it was enough to pique your curiosity and has certainly piqued the curiosity of Zelfarn, who asked you all to investigate further. He describes, or described that his attempts to treat with the crew had been rebuffed, that they had uh, threatened to attack him or indeed had shot arrows at him. Um, so he's asking you all to investigate for him. <clears throat> we re- Oh, and he said that there would be a reward. He would reward you for helping him by giving you a the, the bronze dragon scale that you need to get into the vault of dragons, wherein Lord Neverember's cache of hidden gold dragons is located. We rejoin you now as you sail towards this vessel, this ship, aboard Galahad's fishing boat, the Eye of the Storm, and you draw closer. It is past midday. It's afternoon at this point. Uh, The sun is starting to make its way towards the horizon. It is a windy, cold day out in the harbor. The sun is gleaming off the sea and you are getting closer and closer to to this sailing ship. <clears throat> what would you like to do? Before we... Oh, I, you had told me last time that Choppa, Bang Bang, and Freya were all going to approach underwater. <clears throat> yes. Um, can you just real quick reiterate, like, what's the specific... <clears throat> task that we're here to do for the dragon? Like, what's the victory condition at this boat? You know what I mean? It was a little unclear. He generally wanted more information. He wanted to know what was up with this submersible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wants more information on the crew. His is more... Make, a, make an insight check. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, with a 14, you gather that um, there doesn't seem to be any larger ulterior motive. His curiosity is a sort of innate quality that bronze dragons possess. They are often drawn to human uh, settlements and are curious about the the goings-on of humans. Find out what the deal is. Find out what the deal is. Uh, The name of the ship is the Eye Catcher. The name of the ship is the Eye Catcher. 
Like, how old is Zelfarn? Like, dragon lifespan compared to, like, what life stage is Zelfarn in? Uh, make a nature check. Uh, you've never seen a dragon before, so it's hard to say. They don't exist in water. But this is a large creature, and uh, you would you would guess that this is probably a pretty well developed dragon. I think you said it was like the body was horse size. It's like horse size, but then it has a wingspan of about twenty feet. Wow! <clears throat> In terms of D and D mechanics, it is a large creature, which means on our battle map, rather than taking up one square, it would take up four squares. Not um, that it, they'd be necessarily comparable in like strength or in game terms CR, but like. Is it roughly analogous to like the size of a griffin? Like that our characters have seen the griffin cavalry? A little bit bigger. Okay. I think a griffin well let's check. Sounds like a larger wingspan. I mean just thinking for my own like explanation. But as far as we wanna approach the boat, I think Bang Bang and yeah, they're about the same. About the same size. Uh, from a mechanical point of view, I'm just going to set that this dragon looks and feels bigger because it has a larger wingspan. Yeah. But in terms of like how you would encounter it in battle, they would take up the same amount of space. Uh, yeah, I was picturing like the griffins that they fight in The Witcher. Three. As you were describing it, sitting on top of the boat. Yeah. Um, so I think Chaba and Bing Bing and Freya want to approach as stealthily as possible from underwater and, like, maybe try to go scope out that um, submersible that's attached to the bottom of the boat. I don't know what. Um, the goat and the cat and the elf want to do. I think. I will also say just. We're, as we're starting this, you're still probably uh, like this. This ship is on the horizon; it's very visible, but um, you're still far enough away that like you haven't engaged it. Um, just to give you guys the option to, if you wanted to approach more stealthily, things haven't gone weird yet. Yeah. At a certain point, like this ship is the ship that you're in doesn't move very quickly, so I don't want you to feel like if you get close, you can just and and things like go sideways that you can just scoot on out. Like this this ship of Galahad's is is a, is beat up, and last time the mast was destroyed by the dragon, so you are pretty much in a rowboat right now. Okay. Folks, I think what we should do is the non aquine aquine aquatic creatures on top should distract the crew while the the aquatic people below can go. And maybe I can say that the uh, the crew got a a, uh, a boat love a love gram, you know, like a like a singing gram. Great idea. Yeah. A love message, and I'll just perform for them a little bit and 
and and find out maybe who would want to send them a a, a, a singing. Gross. Or perhaps you could say the ship has been damaged and you need help. Ooh. Or I could do both. <laughs> <laughs> um, while I'm here, our ship that will be fucked up. Um, I think that's a great idea. Perhaps you could wheedle some information socially out of that exactly. purpose there. Exactly. Um, but in the meantime, what I think Bang Bang and Frey and I should slip under the boat for our approach. Yes. We're paying on to them and keep pace. And, um, I'll kick. And once we... It's a great idea, Bang. <laughs> once we... Um, have arrived and right. you all have disembarked, we'll consider the distraction begun and we can slip out from under the boat to under the big boat to our snooping about. What do you think? Take care of my little friend, please. Uh, of course, Chuck. I'm wondering if you could give me any tips or inspiration on how to be stealthy because it is not my strong suit. Absolutely. Let me tell you the ways to be stealthy. Let me inspire you with my inspiration of stealth. You want to be quiet. Oh. Underwater. Oh, no, that's interesting. See, I haven't considered that before. You want to not make noise. Oh, not make... Okay, okay. See, I thought the key was to make noise in an insuspicious way. You want to be silent. <laughs> but deadly. Silent but deadly. Got it. Don't. You'd like... Six under the water. Consider yourself inspired. All right, so I was reading something as you were uh, laying out that plan. Can you summarize it for me really quickly again? You guys are going to be approaching beneath stealthily. We are going to cling to the bottom of our little boat. Okay. So that we are totally out of sight on the approach. Okay. That's going to grant you advantage on your stealth check as you approach. We're also and they have you roll f- further stealth checks as you do other things, yeah. but at least as you approach, you'll get advantage. What is your game plan for this approach? We are going to uh, pose as uh, well, a ship that needs help, but at least my cover story is that we're like a singing telegram. You both need help and you're a singing telegram? Yes. All right. Um, Are you a singing telegram for the eye catcher? Yes. Okay. And, uh... And we will distract. Mark, that's a big jump. Like we were on our way. We are already on our way to you, and we got some choppy water. As you can see, this boat is terrible. Right. Um, we're a startup. We're a startup. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we have a, we're called Bar B R D. Has anyone seen that new dispenser on King Street, Ember? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Galahad has a beautiful singing voice. I don't think he would mind. Be cool. Galahad. Be true. Be cool. <laughs> and distract while they uh, search the vessels. And they're going to try to get information socially. And, yeah, socially. Social information. Social. All right. Um, We're going to get their socials. So, first of all, can I get uh, stealth checks with advantage from Choppa, Bang Bang, and Freya? Do I need... Freya's underneath the boat, right? And the people staying above... 
uh, above in the boat are Chuck, Yuri, Rumble, and Galahad. <laughs> okay. Do I need to decide if I use inspiration before I roll? Um, yes. Or, I don't know, actually. I think that depends on uh, the... Uh, no, you can use it after um, uh, after seeing the roll. You can't use it but before, it before yeah. knowing the outcome yeah, yeah, yeah. of the of your so, so don't say anything until I... Okay. Also, I, um, I'm going to say a quick practice alone to move the tides to keep me, as I've learned recently, quiet. I'm blowing my left and right. I am the accept inspiration. Roll the nine. I roll the two on the guidance. Let's quick advantage. Eleven. Twelve. With advantage and guidance and inspiration. Stealthy <laughs> turtle. Okay. Um, how much? Eighteen. Fred? Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, okay. Uh, as you all approach this ship, it takes you some time. Um, Can you approach, I, yeah. Do you want to do something as you approach? Uh, yeah. Can I ready a spell to cast when you're there. Can I, uh, I want to cast, I want to cast a message for when we are 120 feet away. Um, that is like a, like, uh, well, I guess, yeah. Am I too far away of a range? So I basically want to have a message be like, like, get ready for your minds. <laughs> Do you need to, you don't need to see at someone, you just oh, need to. Are ready to rumble? Exactly, yeah. And no, I do need to see a creature within range. It needs to be within range, but maybe it's just like I want to get this prepared. So like, when I cast yeah, yeah. 20 feet, I can see uh, one person and then. Roll a perception check for me. Uh, as you approach this ship, you can see that it is quite ostentatious in its decoration. It is gilded with gold paint along the railings, which have been decoratively carved on the prow and stern. You see uh, what appears to be a like a feminine humanoid form on the the prow of the ship with arms extended. Hard to make out any details with its head, but very clearly a you know a sort of female form. Uh, there are also a number of repurposed sails that have been tied from the rails and rigging of this ship, almost making the deck like a tent. You cannot really see onto the deck itself. And with a 10, you don't make out any crew moving around in like the little kind of pockets of space that uh, come between. This isn't like, it's not so perfectly draped. It's basically, it's almost like it's providing shade. Mm-hmm. Um... But as you approach, you don't make out anyone immediately. As you get within that 120-foot range, you don't see any people moving about. Okay, that's fine. Do you want to do anything else as you get closer? Um, 
I'm just gonna get my. I'm gonna take my uh, my loot out and start um, tuning. And uh, yeah, I think I'm just gonna do that. Maybe I'll put on the sunglasses for my disguise kit. Okay. And this is sunny. Out. Is it sunny? Uh, yeah, it is sunny. The it's and the, the, there's the yeah, exactly. there's glare coming off. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's getting lower in the sky, so there is like a bit of a, a balance effect. The sun is very much in your eyes. Um, as you get closer to this ship, you do hear a voice emanate from on deck somewhere. Hey, why are you be approaching? Oh, hello. Patrons of the Eyecatcher, are you ready to be swooped? Maybe. State your business. I come with a message from a loved one from the shore. They have sent a song for you from the Goats of Goats. What's that thing under your boat? Oh, this is just our anchor system. What's something under your boat? It looks like a turtle. It's a sh- it's an anchor shaped turtle. A turtle shaped anchor. <laughs> Make a deception check. <laughs> it's an anchor shaped turtle. <laughs> uh, twenty-four. Nice. Oh, well, we're fine here. Thank you. Uh, how are you? <laughs> uh, okay. It appears to be swimming. It's a mobile anchor. I did say that I'm clinging to the side of the boat, not swimming, just for what's worth. Okay. I'm not saying I passed the stealth check, but... It's hard to okay, this is how it's going to play. Make a, make a perception check. You're underwater. Me? Yeah. 23. Uh, you can hear this conversation through the water. You have discerned that they've seen you, mm-hmm. but they are not, they're, they're, for the moment, they're buying this anchor story. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's up to you to decide whether you want to, at a certain point, disengage and carry on with the plan or not. Also, Freya has attached herself to your shell. Mm-hmm. And is hanging on as part of this. Uh, part, like Bang Bang is on a different part of the ship. Yeah. Um, there's been no mention of Bang Bang. Bang Bang's like trailing in the wake, just totally invisible. I'm imagining that you're kind of at the prow of the ship, just like hugging it, and are very like obviously in view. Mm-hmm. And that Freya is sort of like hanging off of like one part of your shell, and is also very obviously in view. And Bang Bang's at the like aft of the ship. Um, so, deception is not Chopper's strong suit, but I also don't want to, like, if I'm like, oh, yes, I was just going for a swim, then don't know that Chuck was lying. We're going to move on from this, and as you ponder that, the, uh, the voice on deck, as you get closer, pre- presents itself. You see uh, a human wearing sort of simple clothing they're, they they appear to be a sailor got a sort of scraggly beard uh, moppish curly hair uh, slight figure 
Do you need to come aboard for this message? Oh, that would be lovely. Thank you. I just need to step on. I think I would like to... Uh, I think it'd be better for you if you heard it up more close and personal. This is a, uh, a, a telegram. rope ladder goes out over the edge of the ship and flops down along the side, down to the level of the water. Okay, Chuck is going to climb up it. Um, I'll be staying with the boat as you go aboard this cursed vessel. That sounds lovely, I will ask, though, if you hear me start to sing, I would really love some harmony from you. Do you need any backup vocals up there? I think I'm more of the merrier. I'm more of a lead singer. I don't really provide harmonies. What about some beatboxing? I don't be doing that, no. Well, that's just fine. I just think you're such a, you have such a lovely bass and could have added something lovely to my to my tune, but you know what, Galahad? I trust you, and what is best for you. This dude's into sea shanties, but not harmonies. That's <laughs> <laughs> so lead singer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't you dare harmonize with me. <laughs> you be harmonizing off of me, I don't be harmonizing off of you. You sing in the same key or not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. If you, if you got inspired, I can take a break, and you can take the lead. How about that? I, I, that'd be right. That'd be right. No place, no see for harmonies. Uh, do you all want to join Chuck? Yes, in boarding the ship. Absolutely. All right, I do. You all climb up. Yeah. Um, does water count as a natural resource for Freya to hide in? Do you know she's a natural shelter with nature? This is a natural resource. The ocean is for sure a natural what resource. What she turn into to be invisible? Just, just like part of the water? Or? Yeah, basically she will sort of uh, become a pool of water amongst water. She does that. Yeah, it, it's sort of like a, like if, if you were to strain it, it would almost be like a little glob of like slime, like Freya slime. A little, I, little, give her, I give her a look. Like, a little plankton bubble. And she's well, she goes. All right, she's, and she's, uh, can so you, cool. the, the way that that ability works, she's invisible, like for all intents and purposes, invisible now. But I'm guessing she's like, Touching Chapa in ways that he knows that she's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like being a oh no, Freya's dead brother. She's still right there. Right in the trunk. Hate it. Hate it. Um, okay, uh, you all climb aboard the eye catcher and. You are faced with this human who is uh, looking up and down. So you say you're presenting a... What is it? Well, your love back on shore. You know. Your love. Oh, you don't have any loves ashore? Oh, it's a secret love. That's even better. Perhaps it's a love of the captain you're speaking Yes, yes. It's that, that, you know, now that you're saying that, that, that does that makes more sense to me. The there's your, your captains here. Oi. Could I uh, speak to them? I I have. If it, it is the captain who the love. Make a perception but, check. Ah. Two. <clears throat> Stupid dice uh, You're really focused in on this person. Can you all? Can you both make perception checks as well? Absolutely. 
You two are just focused on this one person, but Rumble, you're the only one who's sort of starting to take things in. Uh, you stand on the main deck of a rather extravagant sailing vessel. Um, about 10 feet above you, 8 feet or 10 feet above you, there is another uh, level of decks, the fore and aft decks, which overlook this one. And then further above that, on the aft of the ship, is the aft castle, where the steering wheel for the vessel is. On all of these levels, you make out crew members sort of in the shadows, not leaning over the rails, but you can see them through the rails just eyeing you all. And uh, you can also make out on the aft, uh, the aft deck, there is a figure now advancing. And you both hear this voice booming out over the deck of the ship. <clears throat> First mate, Proc! What have you brought aboard? And looking up, you see a somewhat more uh, officially dressed person with a tricorn hat, sword at his side, as well as a, uh, a staff in hand. Looking down at you all, this person has more fine, long hair that hangs over the shoulders, sort of fine mustache, goatee, and uh, looks down at you all. I heard you talking about some song from Milav. Why, yes, my good captain, my captain. I have a song from your love. And I... I you know the love. I'm joking. I don't know of any particular love of mine on shore. So it is the secret love. I knew it. I believe you have someone much of an admirer back from the harbor. Is that so? I would say so. And what was the name they gave you? Oh, it was Mr. Mr. was their name. It was Mr. You know. They just told you to bring a love song out to Mr. To the captain of the eye catcher. To the, yeah. Roll a deception check. With disadvantage. Yeah, I'm sure. You should know my only love is to see. Uh. Uh, through your hesitance, this person narrows his eyes. Well, let's hear the song then. <clears throat> you can just roll a performance check if you want. I was going to sing. If you want to sing, go for it. I didn't want to make it. What does you and me? He's got sort of long, dark, fine hair, a thin mustache and goatee. He's wearing a tricorn hat, a bigger, uh, dark colored overcoat with sort of epilepsy. Uh, <laughs> 
With assistance. Yeah, yeah, with with advantage. With Perfect. advantage. Performance, Performance with advantage for the, the help that your friends give. How much? Uh, you see that uh, sort of tense suspicion give way to laughter and amusement as this captain uh, starts to chuckle and uh, leans over the banister on the uh, aft deck. And uh, a few more of the crew kind of saunter out from the shadows. And you now see that in addition to this captain and this mate, there are at least six crew members on deck um, staring down at you all. And as you conclude, there's a sort of like light smattering of applause. I just want to interject to know that that is a song you've learned from Chapa. It's traditional to the turtles. Yes. Tell me, uh, what are your names? Oh, I'm the good lad, Shuffleberry Finn. The nice. good lad. The good lad. Human and your friends here, the elf and the, the cat. The man Zuri, at your service. Rumble underfoot. And we... Chuck, Yuri, and Rumble. Oh, yes. Fun names. <laughs> oh, we're a fun group. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. I, uh, I hope we didn't catch you at a bad time. You see, I do run this little side business, and I, now that we've gotten to know each other a little bit, I also have a bit of a favor. You see, this salty lad in the boat. I do see that. The old geezer. The old geezer. We hired him, but unfortunately... Talking about Galahad or Chapa? Um, Galahad. <laughs> do you see the boat? It's, it's, it's in a right state. It's in a right state. It's in a, yes, and you know, I, I'm only hoping that you might be so... I'm surprised you managed to get that vessel all the way out here. We have some strong arms, some little kitty cat claws, and, and Galahad. You should not mess with Galahad or think him unable to throw. As you say that, you look down and you see Galahad, like, has, like, from a waistband pulled a knife and is just, like, holding it out to, like, some invisible foe in the ship. And then just, like, with, like, very little warning, just, like, starts stabbing out and, like, stabs the sea itself before, like, stumbling, tripping, and just, like, uh, catching himself and, like, expiring a little bit on the boat. (laughs) Just... Yeah, well, uh, he's... He, he does all right. He really comes through with Tanzan, but we had to make it all the way out here. To so you're time. looking for some help with your craft. And um, yes. I'm sorry, I just have a few more questions for you. Well, that's fine. That's what was the name of the person who sent you out here to sing this love song for me? It was Mr. No, that was the name that they gave you <laughs> to... Oh, no. Address. <laughs> Apparently, I am this mister. I... Who is the person who you talked to, who hired you? I think it must have been someone who you do not know. It's, you seem to be a really well-known ship here. And Captain, sorry, Captain, what is your name? Tarwin. Tarwin Dari Hook. Tarwin Dari Tarwin Dari Hook. 
T-A-R-W-I-N-D-A-R-R-Y-H-O-O-K. Tarwind Airy Hook. Tarwind Airy Hook. Tarwind Airy I think I'm spelling this wrong, but that's fine. I, uh, I mean, the eye catcher is such a well-known, it really catches the eye, as you could say. It's, uh, oh, is that right? Yes, and I think it must have been some sort of secret admirer or a simple sailor or first mate. That wanted to send their love to you. I doubt we've, uh, they are. You we've really been anchored out in yourself. deep water harbor since since Marpinoth, and uh, we've not yet sailed mm. into the the docks themselves. So it's a it's a right question to have how <laughs> someone would know we were out here, let alone know about. Myself, Mister, mm-hmm. to have been such an admirer. Perhaps it's not I you're seeking. Perhaps is maybe is there another boat out here? That- you see him whisper to one of the crew members up on the aft deck, yeah. who disappears. We might be able to help you with your your little boat there, but um. Seems to me the person you're really after seeing is the captain of the Sea Maidens Fair, the fleet captain, Zardoz Zord. Zardoz Zord. Zardoz Zord. Z a r d o z z o r d. You see, I be captain of here, the eye catcher, but there be two more ships in the docks. We together are the Sea Maidens Fair. Oh, the Sea Maidens Fair, yes. Perhaps you saw us during the uh, the Day of Wonders. Chuck, the Day of Wonders is a day in Waterdeep where uh, parades, extravagant affairs are carried out throughout the city. There are often very well-decorated floats that uh, parade down the streets, through the docks. It is a time when a lot of people come in from out of the uh, out of Waterdeep proper to perform, sell wares, do that sort of thing. Can you roll me a history check, please? You indeed have a memory of, of the Day of Wonders this year. Um... Day of Wonders, the imaginative imaginative inventions of the Gondar are revealed on this day and paraded through the city. These devices range from something as humble as new cabinet hinges to massive mechanical constructs that walk or roll about. Familiar is... uh, Sorry, failure is the paramour of invention, though, meaning meaning it is a rare year when there isn't some notable disruption of the celebration. Uh, One year, the flying chair of Marshall was one recent oddity, a device that worked marvelously on the way up but was incapable of descending. That was a a real riot in the city. Uh, Marshall had to be rescued by the Griffin Cavalry in that case. Uh, This year... uh, Hold on. You remember seeing the Sea Maidens Fair. 
It is a uh, circus that paraded through the cities, through the through the city rather. I'm gonna look for a couple of details for a little flavor here. This day of wonders is also where Big Belchie originated, I think. Like, not this year necessarily, but like, when recognize. You're thinking of the House of Inspired Hands. Yeah, I thought that it was, like, also connected to the day, the thing, but... Um... You remember seeing the Sea Maidens Fair parade itself down and, in fact, made its way to that House of Inspired Hands. You remember seeing a number of nimble rites in the retinue of this uh, this fair. It, uh, these, these nimble rites seem to have been of Lantanese construction. Um, from their visit to the House of Inspired Hands, this fair paraded uh, paraded more through the streets of Waterdeep with uh, Zardoz Zord himself as the Grand Marshal leading the parade on the back of a rainbow-feathered diatrima summoned using uh an object that he carried on his person. What's a diatriba? What a great question. Uh, I'm sorry, so, but the eye catcher is a part of the Sea Maiden's Fair? It's like a trio of ships or crews that make up the fair? A traveling circus fleet. Traveling circus fleet, okay. Um, A diatriba is sort of a dinosaur-like creature. It is a like a large two-legged. This is a somewhat decent rendering. So if you can imagine a large rainbow-colored one of these sort of like that giant, this Captain Zardoz Zord was riding around on, cool. giant dodo bird. Yeah. You also remember seeing a float in the shape of a unicorn being ridden by members of the Sea Maidens Fair as various tumblers and acrobats were dancing around. Um, yeah, so you have, with the Natural 20, you remember seeing this particular uh, circus, the Sea Maidens Fair, parading through the streets of Waterdeep. It, it caught your attention, so you followed them yeah. for a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, you remember seeing who must have been this Captain Zardoz Zord. Yeah. Uh, he was a very handsome human man with long, sort of bushy, curling black hair, thick mustache. He was scantily clad in a sort of like, um, not too dissimilar from like the Borat bathing suit. But like red and a little bit more lacy. The sling had had a lot of had very thick chest hair, and uh, was parading atop this uh, rainbow diatrima. Do I remember seeing uh, Captain uh, Harwin? No, you do not. 
You don't remember seeing any of the like ship crew type members. You remember seeing performers mostly. These were more like uh, you could sort of think of it as like the Bolshoi. These were like. you know, little rubber band people who yes. were just, you know, springing around, doing back handsprings, very pretty, very well done up, very clearly not, uh, not seafaring folk. Uh, okay. Well, I'll say to Captain Ariel, oh, yes, yes, I remember the, the sea maidens from there and Captain Zarda's sword. Oh, it's all coming back to me now. You guys can right. see. You're standing aboard. The, uh, I'm totally blanking on my, my words. The, the eye catcher, but that is the, um, the flagship. I, oh this be the flagship of the Sea Maiden's Fair you found yourself upon. Is, is Captain, is Captain Zardas here? Aye. He's on this boat. He is, in fact. I just gave word to one of our crew members to summon him. I think he'd be right interested in meeting you. Oh my god. I wonder if he's still wearing that slinky. Oh, uh, he rarely gets out of it. Oh my goodness. Oh my stars, this is quite exciting. As this is happening, <laughs> uh, Choppa, Bang Bang, and Freya, you are all still clinging to the bottom of the ship. And as that whole th- that, that whole thing took about 15 or 20 minutes to transpire, what with the performance and the conversation that ensued, what do you want to do with that time? Uh, do we see the red ship? thing under the ship. Roll a perception check. Uh, You see a shadow in the water beneath you. Uh, You would need to get closer to do more of an investigation. The water's a little bit murky. But, um, what'd you say? How do you find professional? Roll a perception check. Uh, yeah, you can. 26. You you make out your uh, your eyes are a little bit more suited to being in water, and uh, you looking down, still clinging to the boat, not wanting to give up your cover. I imagine uh, you see very clearly that there is a red craft in the shape of a sort of manta ray. Or indeed a, uh, yeah, yeah, like a manta. It's got two large wings out to the right and left with two smaller fins behind. And at the front of the craft, there are two uh, sort of, I don't know what you would call it, like mandibles extending from the front. Um, You see as well a tube, a metal tube extending from the bottom of the ship down to the top of this submersible vessel, connecting them. You can see that there are some windows around this submersible vessel that you cannot see through at the moment, but you gather, if you approached, you would be able to look into and determine a little bit more about. Uh, yeah. I would love to stealthily swim over there. Roll a stealth check. Okay. Are you going to swim over as well, Choppa? So I was wondering if I can, like, 
speak to Freya and ask Freya to check if it looks like anybody's watching. Can you read for me uh, the description of Freya's ability to become one with nature? I'm trying to determine whether or not in water if Freya can move around freely without being seen. They magically take shelter inside a rock, living plant, or natural source of fresh water in space. The Twinga can't be targeted by an attack, spell, or other effect while inside the shelter, and the shelter doesn't repair the Twinga's blind sight. The Twinga can use its action to emerge from a shelter. If its shelter is destroyed, the Twinga is forced out and appears in the shelter's space, but is otherwise unharmed. Okay, so I'm going to say that by the nature of that, Freya is seeking shelter in the water mm-hmm. and thus cannot actively move. Like right now, she is essentially a like sea slime that is glommed on to Chopper's shell. But she could leave that form without any instruction from hearing, right? Yeah. So if I, like, and she could hear. Well, Yuri and Freya still maintain a, a psychic connection at this time. They're still within range of each other. So you kind of, uh, even though you aren't seeing and hearing what Freya is seeing and hearing, you understand that uh, you can roll a perception check if you'd like, actually, for Freya, as Freya. Perception. Uh, Freya um, Freya can also see the red submersible, and you understand that this this vessel is down there, and she kind of makes it known to you that if she's going to go for it, like go, she can't go towards it at this time unless she comes out of the form that she's in. Uh, the IE, unless she like comes out of her shelter of the water. You want to come I think that's probably worth it to see if the coast might be clear for Chapa to scout some more, um, especially like if we're being watched. Because just like a little creature is not super suspicious, but like Chapa just fucks off. And you see doing that, then that could blow her whole cover. So I send a psychic message to Freya, just letting her know to trust Chapa and to stick with him, follow his instructions, but the moment she feels like she's in danger to turn into a slime puddle again. Nice. Okay. Just know that when she does that, she's essentially going to be suspended in water and she can't move. She'll be where she is. Okay. Um, So, Chapman, are you going to approach this vessel as well? So, is... Can Chapman ask Freya to go, like poke their head above water and just see if it seems like we're unobserved while trying to be stealthy herself. Uh, like, yeah, Freya will have to roll an additional stealth check, not with advantage. Um, she won't be in her water form. Mm-hmm. She would just be as a, as a Twinga poking its head above water. People, but also very small. People right? will be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Potentially. Hopefully. At the very least, if she's seen, it would be less obvious that this whole thing is a ruse than if Chapa is seen. Um, oh my god, that's my second one. Huh. So, Freya, are you... Plus seven. Um, Freya eight. pokes her head above water and immediately makes eye contact with a crew mm-hmm. who's, had, who's been clocking this ship ever since yeah. it uh, came... Like a, 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 a side a, alongside the eye catcher, um, and you see 
through like Freya sees this crew member's eyes just go wide as as it's looking down there, and then his head disappears back over the edge of the ship. Uh, I wonder what he makes of that. She's a weird little creature. So Chava is going to, I guess, stay where he is? You're not getting any messages from Freya. Freya sort of detached from you, went up and looked. What is Freya doing? Well, she looked, probably made eye contact um, with... Yeah, this crew member, the crew member ducked back over, and I probably got some kind of psychic, like she that she was nervous or anxious about something. Interestingly, this is happening while you're singing. doing the song and you're singing. <laughs> okay, but while that performance is happening, you do indeed see a crew member cross from the side of the ship, which I'm going to just say is the starboard side, the right side of the ship, where the same side that the eye of the storm is um, sort of temporarily attached to the eye catcher. You see a crew member cross from there at the uh, prow and disappear and like go down some stairs into the bed, like into the hull of the ship. Well, I instructed her to, the moment she feels unsafe to turn into water again. So I think she probably just, like... Turns into a puddle. Yeah, the moment his, like, eyes went wide and yeah. eye contact just, like... In fact, it's the turning into a puddle that causes him to retreat over and go into the hull of the ship. All right. Second one. I'm going to use those dice again. Uh, so, uh, but you don't understand any of this to have happened. Right, right. Um, you're still hanging on Bang Bang, you at this point are descending down towards the submersible can you make a perception check for me? I've done so much impulsivity fuck it that in the last few sessions that nine really fucked with things that now I'm just like stick to the safe plan that's not that it's yeah. dramatic <laughs> Let's set the ship on fire. Yeah. Do you have dark vision? I don't think so. Okay. You come up to uh, this craft, and you can now make out that it is the red, sort of manta ray-like shaped craft. And uh, you start to swim around it. You swim by some dark black windows and you kind of go up to them and look in and you cannot see very far because inside of this craft it is pitch black but you kind of circle around it a few times what do you want to do you don't see anything immediately a metal tube that extends from the top of this submersible up into the ship. That is the only obvious way from below to access either the submersible or the ship. It seems like there's a, an entry hatch. 
and you cannot access it as long as this uh, this vessel is docked on the ship, which it is right now. I have an idea. Yes. Um, can Chapa, as stealthily as possible, cast see invisibility? Oh, she can do that too. Oh, she can see invisibility anyway. Yeah. But I can't communicate with her very well. Will she tell me if she saw something invisible? With a passive perception of 17? Um, with a passive perception of 17, is that what she's always sort of seeing? Yeah. Um, passive perception is to notice things that are happening. It's not to like actively look at or indeed investigate something. With a... Passive 17, um, Fran is able to keep a pretty good eye on Bang Bang as they swim around this submersible craft and does not notice anything like coming out of the water towards Bang Bang. The vantage point that Freya has right now, being underwater, being under kind of two boats, like there's one, the hull of the large sailing ship, the eye catcher on one side, and then the smaller... Uh, hull of the um, Eye of the Storm. So there's a lot of stuff obfuscating looking up. But uh, as far as looking below goes, has a pretty good view of this submersible craft. Sees Bang Bang sort of swing around it, looking in windows. Does not uh, does not make anything else out. But if she saw something invisible, would she be able to just like send me a little ping? Can or she automatically see invisibility? I think so. Blind sight? Oh, blind sight out to what? Um, 60 feet. If there was something invisible underwater, she would, she would, she would sense it. Message. Okay. Good stuff. The way that blindsight works... Yeah, I wasn't sure exactly. I'll read it so that there's an understanding, common understanding for us all. A creature with blindsight can perceive its surroundings without relying on sight within a specific radius, 60 feet. Creatures without eyes such as oozes and creatures with echolocation or heightened senses, such as bats and true dragons, have this sense. Um, so it's basically a way for Freya to see without seeing. In the case of water, it is she is picking up vibrations that are disseminated through the current, if something were to be moving. Um, one way that this doesn't especially work is if a creature is uh, like... If... For example, if Freya were above ground or even in the water and there's an invisible creature that is outside of that 60-foot radius, if it is invisible, she can't see it. Um, With eyesight, you can see that sort of thing. Um, So there's like a lot of advantages to blindsight, but some disadvantages. Like if Freya only had blindsight, there would be... The advantage of being able to see invisible creatures within a radius, but the disadvantage of not being able to see creatures outside of that radius. Um, so but for the time way. being, Fred does not sense anything moving around. Also, I'm going to say because of the nature of being underwater right now, that blind sight is extended underwater. Does It's not working above ground right now because there's two different mediums happening. With a nine, you do not see a name. With a 17, 
You can see in a different shade of red along one of the fins the name the Scarlet Markinoff. So Fran knows that. Fran knows that. But Yuri knows that. But he's singing the song right now. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, some of those like pauses in the song are because you're like processing a lot of information at once and like <laughs> But uh <laughs> Besides the month of March, the month of March. No, we've done it. I made a joke about it being the hunt for red October. Oh shit! You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, I, no, I'm smirk. I'm smirking because well, whatever. Mm. Yeah. This is the red mantle ray shaped craft. Yeah. I just can't remember. I wish I could just like Google search or like word search in like handwritten. Yeah, exactly why I changed my Google Doc right now to be our other name because of, like after two years. Oh, well, I did find that my fists' names are Dusty and Musty. Yeah. Yeah. Things so I remember going to bed is when I'm preparing spells for the next day. Yeah. Okay. So next time I take a rest, I can... Yeah. Next time you take a long rest. Yeah. Okay. All right. So right now what's happening is Bang Bang has been swimming around this submersible. Freya has been watching this happen. Choppa has been glommed on to the underside of the boat. You all have been singing, and at this point are probably beginning that conversation with Captain Airy Hook. Yeah. And Bang Bang, I need to know what you're doing next. I'm gonna head back to glom onto the bottom of the ship. Okay. It doesn't seem like I'm getting a lot of information from just looking at the outside of this thing. You do that. Are you, Choppa, Bang Bang, and or Freya going to do anything else during that intervening time period where that conversation is happening with them, or are you just waiting for something to happen at this point? I, I'm interested in not getting into a fight with an entire ship full of people, so yeah, I'm just gonna All right. lie low for a sec. Alright. I need to go to the bathroom, so I'm gonna do that. But we're going to come back as you three are being invited to meet Captain Zardoz Zord and dine with Captain Zord. Whoa. There's like a sense motive here. I'm I'm wary. I'm like being trapped on a boat full of theater kids. (laughs) I know. Depression just like so good. Well, I've got some new and exciting spells that can't be by six I like we saw it in the wild and then I like started to explain it to Amanda and I 
was like, wait, is this real? The punching is somewhere. I like, like, what happens? Like, oh, got him. Yeah, sometimes That's you get punched. That's what you just say you car, huh? Right, you don't have to do the punch. Yeah. Yeah. It's like jinxing somebody. You don't have to act. So I also heard some house rules where it's like if you like break there, that you like, you know, like, and you like break the circle, then like you get to punch them. Here's the other question. Why that person? Well, I'm going to be right. It's comfortable. Jack, if I were to do this. No, like. As I'm saying it out loud now, this is the weirdest thing that I've ever the kids were trying to do I never played this game, but I had a lot of the male friends who would just be like, hey. Ah, fuck you! And like, <laughs> hate it. So stupid. It's analogous to saying I just lost the game. Exactly. I did. Yeah. Just lost the game. Sorry, everybody. Oh, I wish I could find. Instead of marching off, what was it? Um, up to session 16 and then down 17. Yeah, but I do feel like I really wrote it down. Ooh, that's a cool spell. Bang Bang and Julian start a conga line and then written in Angular Robot text. Grab my bot, which presumably is something that... That was at the park. Yeah. Also, apparently I wrote down that um, Monsoir is Chuck's Dragon Queen persona. Dragon Queen. So just Drag Queen. Oh, the mirror image spell is so cool. Mm-hmm. It's so useful spell. if you're fucking squishy. Awesome spell, yeah. Just four Yuri's running around. <laughs> Taunting. That's real good. That's probably not that. Sounds like a good time. Alright. So. Captain Tarwind has just invited you three to dine with Zardoz's sword. Maybe like a sense motive on like... Inside Tarwind. That's not a there was a tiny model of a submarine called the Scarlet Markinoff in the House of Inspired Hands. Oh. We saw it right next to the model of Big Belgium. Oh. And a device that would slap you to keep you away. <laughs> there it is. Is it, a, is it a one? It's a seven. No, it's a one. Is it a one? Natural one. These people are being very gracious in extending this hospitable invitation to dine. Great. Awesome. I, uh, I'm hungry. And you're hungry. Yeah. It's been a long day out at sea, and the only thing that Galahad has on his ship is uh, hand kippers. Like I mean, I will be down very into that. Yeah. Jar of kippers. But he doesn't share them. 
<laughs> Rumble's just like staring at him. He does breathing heavily. Horror went out for your homies. Toss our killers to the sea. All right. Um, oh, do you all are? It seems like agreeing to this. Uh, you are led up and uh, into the captain's quarters on the aft deck, like the rear of the aft deck. You are brought through. Um, Small antechamber. Sorry, let me let me rephrase. You are brought up aboard onto this uh, sort of higher deck on the aft, um, led back, and ushered into a nice chamber in which there is a uh, a table that is currently being set by a number of crew, rather hurriedly. It seems like this was being put together during your performance, probably. Um, but as you walk into this cabin, Captain Airyhook says, Please, please, find a state. I will uh, go find the cat, Blodex. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'll be one. There are still crew members in here. So we're, we're, are we in the we're in the castle. Is that what you said? Yeah, you're in the you're in the aft deck. You're beneath the aft castle. So if you can imagine, there's like the main deck here. This is this is the aft of the ship. There's another deck right here, and then there's the aft castle above that. The wheel of the ship is up there. The captain's chambers are on this deck. There's the main deck, and then below that there are. There's the implication that there are some, like, there's a hold. Yeah. In a private moment, Yuri whispers, close to the Atten Jenny, and covers himself in magical armor. Says what? Uh, my Latin spell for protection. Oh, cool. Um, are you trying to do this stealthily? Yes. Roll a stealth check. 16 plus something. Is the armor visible? I think it probably like shines for a moment. And yeah, there's a moment where there is like just a, like a sure glistening field. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, as you cast this, you don't get the sense that anyone has noticed you do it. Um, but you guys are left uh, to find your seats. You find that there are uh, six places set. One, two, three. Oh, okay. So we're being touched by two captains and maybe or the three captains. I'm wondering if that gets Raptors. 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 Oh, that's why you have titles like Commandant or Admiral. Um, Chalk. Oh. No, I was just going to say, Chalk is definitely like, even though. He likes to be like she is like actually very comfortable with like luxury and is just kind of put off a little bit and like uncomfortable and like not sure like what point to pick up, you know? Like that sort of a thing of like 
Is it fancy like that? It's very fancy. This uh, the room that you're in itself is uh, quite resplendent. This whole ship has been very uh, very showy. Uh, this room is no different. There are like gilded candelabras on the table itself. Coming from the walls, there are candles. Um, the table is laid with a feast. There are like roasted fowl, uh, potatoes. There's a lot of really nice food that seems to have been uh, prepared. It's not all adding up in your head how all this food could be ready to go at a moment's notice when you just arrived at the ship. But there's a really nice uh, spread. I'm uh, chocolate is hungry. I think. I heard a lot of just like. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Are you Are you guys gonna start eating? Um. No. Yeah. No. But I'm eyeing it. And there's still crew coming in and out of this room. Yeah. So we, this isn't the captain's quarters. There's two main. Um, this This is the captain's okay, quarters. Okay. This is. The, make a make another inside check. Nineteen plus five twenty-four. This is strange to you because so there seems to be a few things going on. One, Tarwin is captain of the eye catcher. Zardoz Zord is the fleet captain of the Eyecatcher and two other ships. Right. Um, These quarters are the same area from which you saw the captain entering. When you first came aboard the ship, you remember seeing him walk from the aft deck out towards you all when Chuck was first treating with the first mate. Yeah. And uh, you would guess based on all of this, that this is Captain Aerihook's quarters, not Zardoz Zord's quarters. So something in this isn't really adding up in your head. Like, if Zardoz Zord is the fleet captain, wouldn't he have the, like, the nice chambers? Sure. Where are the other two boats? Captain Aerihook said that the other two boats were in the docks, but that this boat has remained out in the harbor. This guy's summary Well, we don't know that. We can get on that. Okay, so I guess, yeah, we wait to be joined. You wait not too long. After about five minutes, crew bringing in food, there's a brief on the door before it opens to reveal a tall, uh, scantily clad man. Uh, Again, this this dining cabin is decked with golden filigree. There's uh, purple curtains festooned, festooned with silken tassels covering the windows behind you. There's some doilies underneath the uh, various uh, plates that have been laid, and this scantily clad man in his scarlet apparel, the one that I mentioned briefly and that you've seen before. Does he look just like Sean Connery? (sighs) He doesn't look just like him, but 
And he's in a Borat one piece. He's in a Borat sort of one piece that's a little bit lacy. Have you guys seen... Uh, and there's a flashy rapier hanging from his stylish belt. Welcome aboard the eye catcher, he says, flashing a pearly white smile. Zada Zord. Not your <laughs> Oh, I see. I see what you thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's that's perfect. Yeah. Literally, what is our It's a Sean Connery character. I didn't do this. Oh, the right. book did yes. this. Okay. I am being forced to conform. Matt Mercer did this to us. Um, no, it familiar. Yeah. So you are joined by this captain who uh, saunters into the room, uh, takes a seat at the head of the table, and looks at you all, looks at the three of you, smiling. So, tell me... Why have you come to my ship? My uh, my friend Captain Aryhook tells me that you came with a love song. Oh, yes, we did. And I must apologize for the confusion of which ship and where to go. You see, we were told to find the captain of the sea, the sea maidens there, and the, uh, we couldn't find you on the you other were. ships. Captain Aryhook said you were told to seek the captain of the eyecatcher. Yes. The seamen's fair, the eyecatcher back and forth, you know, we there was very there was lots of confusion. Make it section I mean, you're very cute, but you're so in the way, my girl. Uh twenty-one. Wrong for me. Okay. Twenty-one? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. You see, I'm confused. I was. I think I'm not the other only one who must be confused by the. So do the, you do you gather that the uh, the love song was actually for me? It was for you. Would you like to hear it? Well, certainly. <laughs> Gentlemen, <laughs> I got one, two, three. It's gonna be me and you, and you and me, no matter how we roll the dice, it has to be the only one. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to use the very good performance roll, and as you finish this performance again, you see uh, Zardoz sword flashing that bright smile. Very good. Very good indeed. Your business must be flourishing. I, I, I have to agree. It must be. And I have to also, I am a bit of a fan. Elizabeth Starstruck and I saw you oh. a while ago. At the oh, is that so? Wonders. I saw you walking You saw around. me in my uh, performance. Yes, I'm a huge I'd love to know more of the history of well, I'm sure that we'll come to that in time, but seeing as you're aboard my vessel, I would like to ask some questions of you first. Please. Sure. 
I noticed, or rather my crew noticed you engaging with what appeared to be a dragon not far from this ship before you made contact with our vessel. I'm curious, what, uh, what business did you have with this dragon? We've seen this beast uh, trying to cause us some trouble as well. You, oh yes, the, uh, the dragon, the... We've recently come into contact with him. His name is Zelopar. He's quite a peculiar but very uh, curious beast. And we uh, we are part of a group from the main shore that is said where a group of adventurers sent to investigate. And the dragon has been living in the harbor for some time now, and an official back on the shore wanted us to, you know, discuss with the dragon to find out his intentions, and they seem, so far, quite benign. Uh, who's this, this contact back on shore? The, uh, the, the Blackstaff. Vasha Safar. The Black Staff of what deep? The Black Staff of what? A friend of yours. Friend yes. of ours. Friend wow. Of so you're not just some rabble from the Dark Ward. You have friends in high places. What would you say your relationship is with the Black Staff? Are you doing personal jobs for her? Oh, uh, no. We are uh, a part of. A, a group, yes. So, so yes, we are doing jobs for her. We uh, we report to her and and help her understand the comings and goings of Waterdeep. Well, that's very uh, that's very interesting indeed. What's your relationship to Blackstaff? No relation at all. I'm not a Waterdavian. In fact, I am a visitor of this city. I came here for the Day of Wonders parade. Seems you've seen us parade. Magnificent work. Uh, We simply could not could not stop enjoying the fine services and amenities that Waterdeep has to provide. And we have stayed on a bit longer past the Day of Wonders. The Day of Wonders Parade, yeah, the Day of Wonders Parade happens on I want to say the 10th of Marpanoth, so they've been here for almost a full month. Let me me confirm that, though. It's on the 3rd of Marpanoth, so they've been here well over a month. Well, not well over, but over a month. Today, again, is the 9th of Uktar. Uktar. A little reminder. Uktar. Yes, yeah, the day was well over a month. Yeah, yeah. That's a week. That's a week. Three ten day. Three ten day. You've been here for quite some time, and I mean, I'm yes. I'm water deviant myself, and it is a lovely, uh, lovely city. And it's, is there anything in particular that's drawn it to you as? Well, there's a lot of performing opportunities. Uh, plenty of people like to. Watch what we uh, have to provide. You as a performer can probably 
Oh yes, I have I have some some routine gigs in the city and I always feel that there is always someone willing to listen to a simple bar song. So you understand. I understand. We've found a few other performing opportunities and uh, we have simply stayed on. And like I said, there's um, much to enjoy in the City of Wonders. City of Splendors. I'm still catching on with all of the lingo. It's okay, it's okay. Is there going to be another Day of Wonder coming up? Is that what your your other performances? <clears throat> no, I, the, the Day of Wonders is but once a year, sadly. We will likely sail on at some point. But um, for now, we have a few business engagements in the city. Business that will keep us here. Yes. You're also at. Uh, do you have some some other gigs set up like me? You know, I perform at a local pub and. All yes, that. you could say that. Where so, where are you working? Oh, we don't need to get into that. That's rather boring business. I'm much more interested in you. Can I roll an insight check? Yeah. Of it on whether or not he's. I'm not very insightful, but let's see. Um, whether or not he's uh, actually like lying about having businesses that are performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to be honest. He's a very charming fellow. Yeah. You get the sense that uh, his interest in you is sincere, and he wants to know. I, you, you guys were intriguing with a dragon. You know the black staff of Waterdeep, and you came here with a love telegram, <laughs> ostensibly for him. He's curious yeah, in right. you guys. Right. Uh-huh. So when do you think you will be sailing out? Oh. Hard to say for certain, but there is a time at a time of year where it becomes impossible to travel the Sword Coast, and if our business extends beyond this window, uh, we may find ourselves here until the spring. Wow! Odd staying out here. It's, it's just the one ship out here that you're currently on. Uh, you are aboard the Eye Catcher. Yes, you see what I have to offer. We have two other ships in harbor. In harbor, yes. And why aren't they, uh, why, why are they in harbor and this one's up here? I like to keep a little bit of distance from the city, a little bit of quiet and, uh, privacy. Privacy. Are you being flung with paparazzi and people, I mean, I know well, they're fans of you, because I was sent by one, but... Well, let's just say um, I like to entertain, and some people in Waterdeep would rather find this entertainment in a place a little further away from shore. <laughs> Lavish meals, nothing nothing untoward. Uh, but I also I also enjoy the comforts of the flesh. Yes, this is an uh, orgy boat. This is an orgy boat. Yeah, I was, I was thinking. Mm. 
suddenly everybody... All good fun and everyone's all on board. Nothing weird, I promise, but... <laughs> I'm sure his hammer's fallen a couple times. <laughs> I uh, would love to have a tour of the boat as well. After we finish our meal. I don't give tours of my vessel to just anybody. You see, you could be imposters. Don't take that too (laughs) rashly. I merely mean that plenty of people come aboard my ship, and um, (laughs) usually I spend some time... <laughs> Plenty of people come aboard my ship, and usually before I invite them, I do a little bit of due diligence to see whether they can be trusted, and you all are new faces. I don't know what your intentions of being here are. If I'm being completely honest, I don't totally buy your singing telegram story, but you are an accomplished performer. Nonetheless, which I respect. Thank you. But uh, I'm not comfortable leading you around my ship. Understandable. That's quite understandable. Captain, uh, as my compatriot, Jackalberry, mentioned, uh, there was a dual purpose in our journey. Uh, Vajra, the black staff, did ask us to see whether the dragon's intentions were kindly. And have you had any experience with this dragon? It is uh, harried our boat somewhat. I may have asked my crew to fire some warning shots at it. I have no interest in tangling with a dragon. But it has not attacked you? It done anything to your... Oh, no, it hasn't attacked us. I think it's merely curious. We are aboard a fine sailing craft, and dragons like to hoard wealth. I imagine it is curious what sort of treasures we might possess. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yes, yes. Uh, hey, Captain, I, I'm curious. Is that a third captain? I'm just doing the math here. Two boats and two other boats. What's this boat? I'm the fleet captain. I command all three ships, but there are uh, captains of each individual vessel. Yeah, who are the uh, the other captains? Of course, not the good captain, Captain Cook. Why do you need to know that? I'm just curiosity sake. Well, uh, we'll just let that curiosity hang, I suppose. Well, there's no need for you to uh, do. But there's no reason that I can surmise why you would need to know every last crew member and uh, carnival worker that I employ. Well, I'm a, a performer. I like to know the names of the other performers. Who, are, who on the ship is a performer? I'm quite interested. I want to. At the moment, we shot. don't have very many performers staying aboard the eye catcher. Where, where are those performers? They're from, from they are the aboard the ships in harbor. They're from harbor. Yes, I see. So this is the non-performer ship. That's just here. We do at times carry performers when we move about the seas. Uh, it would be a bit cramped to keep them all on the two ships in harbor, but for the time being, yes. we take on a bit more of the crew out here. Mm-hmm. Some of the performers stay in harbor. It's easier for them to not go back and forth so much. And uh, does this ship ever dock? 
and do you swap out what ship is the one in the harbor and the ones that are docked in the, the... You ask a lot of questions, Mr. Chuckleberry. I'm a curious lad, can I say? Well, I think I've sated your curiosities enough. I am not going to get into the minutia of my shipping schedule. I find it suspicious that you would ask so many specific questions like that. I, uh, I apologize as not to offend. I, Especially I'm since I know you work for the Blackstaff. Am I being investigated? No! No, no. Of course not. Of course not. I'm just... I uh, am such a fan and of your operation. It seems so... Uh, it's, it's so inspiring and I one day would like to do a similar operation myself. Performance, and I'm just trying to figure out all the little tricks of the trade. You are, I see, one of the finest performers I have ever come across in my time. Our friend Chuckleberry has talked you up, uh, talked you up uh, quite a bit. Uh, not, uh, believe it or being so. a little bashful, but uh, oh. <laughs> I, I'd be lying if I said they didn't have ideations of achieving something of your. Your performance experience. Hmm. I'm only a humble bard. Maybe one day I want to be a grandmaster. Let me let me ask you something. Perhaps we can dispense with a little bit of the uh, pretense here. Why did you really come to my ship? You say it was for a love telegram. You say you were out investigating this dragon. Something's not quite adding up for me here. What does my ship have to do with any of this? I believe the dragon is quite interested in why you've been docked here for such a long time. Uh, he has been here for about two ten days. This is the curiosities of a dragon we're dealing with. All cards on the table. The dragon is interested in... Does he wish to arm my crew, my ship? No. Oh, no. Absolutely not. He's a very, very, very gentle creature. Dragons are curious beasts. That they are. Question, did the dragon tell us about that there was the thing under the boat, or did we just yeah. see that as we approached it? The dragon told you about it. Okay. It wanted to know. It was trying to investigate when it was attacked by the crew. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to figure out if, like, they knew that the submersible was there. Well, I appreciate uh, this greater sense of candor. Tell me, what else are you, uh, what else are you sticking your fingers into? What pies are you tampering with in the city? Folks such as yourself, you're mixed up in, uh, with the black staff. I imagine you're doing some other business. I'm a bit of a gossip, I can't help it. <laughs> I would say we are... We have gotten involved in the murky, seedy underbelly of the, the nobility. Oh, the, I imagine there's plenty of that. 
I, uh, how, how do you feel across any of the nobles there? They're quite... Of course, the nobles in Waterdeep are always looking for an, ex- for an excuse to cut loose. And, and you are the master of cutting loose? I don't know if I would say the master, but I can certainly uh, provide a fun, fun evening. A fun evening? How fun. This floor feels sticky to you. <laughs> oh, you know. A good time. Good time. Is it, is it common that your, maybe your, your patrons are more of the noble, the noble stock? Oh, I uh, like to protect, protect the reputations of those I welcome aboard my ship, so... I won't say too much on that, but let's just say there is always a person looking to enjoy themselves outside the rigid confines of society. Mm-hmm. I understand, I understand. You know, the, the nobles I've come across, a lot of them have, they're not what they seem. You know, they have their fingers. Many have to present a certain face to the public. And then present some crime to the the non-public. Are you accusing me of something? No, no, no. I'm just saying that I would be cautious getting too mixed up with no... As I said, I'm rather cautious in all of my dealings. I usually take... Uh, I, I take efforts to suss out just who I'm letting on my boat. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. The, this is quite fun ship, and I still, even though you said no, I was like a tour because it is a, such a marvelous vessel. The, the dragon told us something very interesting. That there seems to be something underwater attached to the ship. Underwater. Underwater. Some sort of sub. Oh. <laughs> oh. Submarine. I um. I think that perhaps there's a little misunderstanding between uh, what this dragon thinks is there and what is actually there. Okay. What's actually there? It is a gift. You see, my crew and I, we, we make annual visits to Lantan. And on one such visit, a, uh, a wealthy uh, landholder, whose name I will not divulge, was so um, grateful for a uh, particularly enjoyable week we were able to provide him and his friends. Uh, he saw fit to give us a uh, craft. And does the craft have, is it functional or is it purely decorative? To be honest, I'm not quite sure how to operate it. I accepted it out of goodwill, but it's one of those things that you just sort of have to say yes to, even if you don't really want it. Can we go inside check out? Yeah. Yeah, you can go inside check. 19 plus 3 21. Seems to be telling the truth. 22. 22. 
Hold on. Seems to be telling the truth. Oh, that's interesting. Would you do you need help starting it? Is this do you do you need help figuring out how to operate it? Because I could imagine it could. Are you some sort of expert? (laughs) We uh. No, it is. We have neither the crew nor, frankly, the funds to operate it. How, what, what funds does it cost? Uh, it is a highly sophisticated magical craft. It would necessitate hiring a round-the-clock crew as well as arcane mechanics engineers who know how to operate and maintain the craft. It is a bit more than I really want to chew off right now. I know quite a bit about the arcane arts, if you'd like a second look at it, I might be able to make a persuasion check. Persuasion. Nine. Nine. Could I help and say, oh, yes, yes, Yuri is quite the powerful wizard. Some and persuasion. Perhaps I can make you all. A counter offer. You see, I'm not going to simply crack this vessel open. To be honest, I haven't been down there since I was gifted the thing, and I'm a little worried that if I open it up, I'm going to somehow break it or my ship. I don't understand the pressurization that's required to operate the thing, but I have heard some tasty rumors in the city. Apparently there's a bit of a gang war happening between oh, the Xanathars and the Zents. Does this sound familiar yes, to you? we are all too familiar. I see. Well, I've been putting out feelers and having some of my crew poke around. Apparently they're fighting over some sum of gold that was embezzled from the city. Well, I'm curious in obtaining that gold, not for my own purposes, let me just say, but as a gesture of diplomatic goodwill, I would like to discover this cash and present it as a gift to the open lord of Waterdeep, Layral Silverhand. Mm. Perhaps you've heard of her. Oh, yes, yes. Of course. Well, uh... <laughs> slipped in the murder. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> Well, my hope is to beat these two gangs to the gold. Yes. Return it to the open lord. Try and see if I can't gin up some goodwill amongst the political set of the city. Now, my offer to you all, should you help me look for, locate this cache of dragons, I would be willing to give you a cut of the pot. Of the pot. Quite 
we've also heard of this rumor, but I've heard it's quite hidden. That is hard to find. That is the uh, the issue. Why everyone is scrambling about trying to find it. We can give you this. Um, it could just be some grand river, but we have been told that there's some sort of ancient relic that holds the key to, to finding this cache of dragons. Is that so? I'm not sure what form this relic uh, manifests, but it seems as though there's some magical tome that unlocks the secrets to this treasure. How did you hear of this? We've been investigating this for quite some time. Uh, Is that so? Can't seem to find any answers, but... So you're also on the tail of this cache of dragons? We're close friends with Vodra, and... uh, Is the Blackstaff looking to acquire this sum of gold? This money belongs to the city, I think. All all officials are looking for this money to... uh, a fair point. Bring it to their rightful place, which is to the city of Warty. A fair point. But uh, what I can tell you is what we know, and that's just that there's some sort of relic that is the key, but we've come no closer to finding what this relic might be. Or what the dragons could potentially be. Very, very interesting. Do you, are you Tell me, does this offer appeal to you at all? I'm curious. Would you like to assist me in my attempts at recovering this gold and returning it to the city as a gesture of diplomatic goodwill? <laughs> it's quite an attractive offer. We've been tasked with the same basically already, but should we work together? But Jonas, I'm curious, how does this have to do with the crowd? Ah, money. <laughs> I said that I don't really have the funds to uh, operate. I would need to hire a crew, I would need to hire archivists such as yourself to operate the thing. Um, I am uh, to understand that there's half a million Gold dragons. I think that number is what we refer to. During the relinquishment of this fund, I would likely try to seek out some reward for the efforts I went to to recover it. Perhaps enough to cover the funds to launch and maintain this submersible. Can we do another insight check to see if the intentions are actually to return it to the city? Yeah, go for it. 19 again, 22. Uh, yeah, he seems to want to return this money to the city. But you do get that he wants to like keep some of it. You get the sense that he there's a lot of money on the table if it were to be found. And he sees an opening to both get a little bit of money for himself give the lion's share of it back to the city and in the process get a little bit of uh, leeway or yeah, I keep saying it diplomatic goodwill. This is tough. He doesn't seem that bad. I'm a captain. I, I think I would like to ask for maybe a day or two to 
over your tomorrow over your offer, you know, and I think oh, of course. Overthink it and <laughs> Spiral, if you will. <laughs> I don't say that. Um, I can, and I, I can send you a message with our, with our response to me. Talk about this tomorrow, and let you know. That seems only fair. Let you know what we uh, what we have to say. Well, I can uh, I can abide by those terms. Um, please. Uh, enjoy the rest of this meal. Um, perhaps you want to take some with you. Is it just the three of you that is undergoing all of this activity? Oh, how long has it been? It's been a while. You guys have been hanging on under that boat for a while. Has it been more than an hour? Or let's say, has it been in exactly an hour? It's coming up on an hour. I think if you want to, you can cut to at that point. Chaba outside on the bottom of the boat, just like. <gasps> Because he can only hold his breath for an hour, so he will have had to service. Roll That's a perception done. check as you surface. Nine. You don't see anyone on the boat. Okay. And goes back to the water. Yeah. Um, we, we do have uh, a couple more friends. Galahad is asleep. Oh, sure. We do have a couple more friends that are not currently with us right now who have been... Uh, oh, well, they, they stayed ashore. Uh, yes, they stayed ashore. I see. Well, if you'd like to take some of this food back to them as a gesture of my uh, hopeful uh, hopefulness that you can help out. I will most gladly do it. One of our uh, one of our party members is quite uh, in, intrigued by the fine foods and fine flavors of life, so I bet he will appreciate it. The other one cannot eat, so <laughs> but we will take enough for, for and, uh, the doggy bag for one. You see him snap his fingers, and crewmates who you'd sort of forgotten were there, so they had just sort of blended in with the shadows of this cabin, step forward, and you see them sort of take some things from plates and uh, shuffle out of the room. They return a few minutes later with a small box that they have assembled with, like, little bits of food that have been wrapped up to go. Don't think... And captain, it's been. Oh, the honor is all mine. Um, I didn't get to talk to you very much. Yuri, what's your deal? Rumble, an elf, and a tabaxi. Interesting characters in Waterdeep. Where do you all hail from? Oh, I spent most of my life in, in Waterdeep, but. Is that so? I think my family family roots go back to the, the jungles of Schultz, but can't say I have much attachment to those ones. Far away from home. Can't say I came here of my own volition, but here we find ourselves. Certainly. Here we find ourselves. And you. I'm afraid it's a sad tale, Captain. Uh, it's been in one deep for about four, ten days. Uh, I believe I was raised in the Feywilds, but uh, as you may know, the moment you leave the Feywilds, it all starts to blur together. Uh, so, so wild. 
So I've been trying to uh, pick up the pieces of my password uh, myself. But I believe I was raised uh, by the Fae. Very interesting. A mysterious past and a mysterious past. The jungles of Schultz, the Feywild. Your little group really is something. We're ragtimes. You strike me as a water Davian through and through. Oh, yes, I, uh, I am. I am, I would say, a water Davian, but also connection to the Feywild, as you can see by my lovely... Uh, Are you the very same Chuckleberry who performs at uh, the Awning Portal? Oh, yes, that's me. Have you come to see my performance? Not personally, no, but I have some crew members who've uh, who've enjoyed your performances. I've been told that I I have borne witness to one just such Would you like to hear it again, fellas? No, 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 no. that won't be necessary. It's going to be me and you. Don't you dare pick up those dice. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any other questions you want to ask Zardoz Zord? No, but I would like to give you... This as a token of thanks for like support your ship. Uh, I, would, uh, I would like to give you this bottle of fine liquor and also have a It's the one from the and also, I'm curious if you, you know, we mentioned this a little bit earlier to Captain Eric, but as you can see, the start stage of our work today is not here. We could help, you know, a sail or, or any sort of repair, oh. so we could more easily get back to shore. I believe my crew has actually been seeing to that while our meal has progressed. That's not what happened, but as um, as you all are let out, you can see that one of the uh, uh, again, there's like a real word for it. Um, one of the sailors. What do you call the boats? Dinghies. Dinghies. Dinghies are like the things that tug. Yeah, like a lifeboat, essentially. Um, One of the lifeboats that had been on the main deck, sort of turned over, has been uh, prepared to lower into the water. Oh, awesome. And uh, they explain that they'll help tow you ashore, and they'll give you a ride to the docks. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, I have one more question for you. Uh, this craft of yours, I know you don't understand much. Uh, its magic is emanating quite strongly. Uh, I'm very curious, the noble gave it to you, do you know? Or would they know who designed such a masterful piece of... What do you mean that it is... Emanating magic powerfully. I just, I can tell that it would take great magic to to use it. Uh, I'm quite Did you investigate it? Just from what you're saying, from what you're saying to me here. You know, wizards, um, it's close by. I can feel its magical energy. Was that sure? Absolutely. I, I was wondering uh, who, who would design such a piece of masterful arcane energy. 
it's a work of Lantanese uh, yeah that was one of my words today my words aren't there for me yeah it is a work of Lantanese invention beautiful thank you I just want to say I looked it up baby it's Dingy. Okay, thank you. The dragon's questions were both turns on point. More about the crew, who designed the craft, and why are they hostile towards it? What about who's hostile? Um, those are the dragon's three questions. Because oh. I don't want to get fucked with by a dragon, I guess. The entire boarding shops, they want to give us try not to start going with the back of the dragon. Also, Chapa is. At this point, yeah. you've been on deck for some time. It is dusk. Okay. Uh, you know, I appreciate the, the the offer to pull us back to shore, but if there are some oars or anything, I, I really do think that we can... You do have oars aboard Galahad show. Oh, okay. Um, I think we might be able to to make it back ourselves. I I don't want to take you from your privacy. Well, I actually was going to be sending the the crew working in shifts, and right now some of the uh, some of the lads aboard are due to have some shore leave, so they were going anyways. But if you'd rather find your own way, that's your own business. I believe that would be best. Thank you very much. So, you descend, you remount the Eye of the Storm, and what do you do? Let Charlotte into the stack. Yeah, we don't get a lot. And then we wait until we're a good distance farther away for Choppa and Trayman to come back on the boat. But... Java's just going to assume that they, once we all talk, that they can see what's happening, so they're like, wait, back at the boat, in case they're looking at a spyglass, so it's just like, oh, goodbye. Roll a perception check. Ten. You don't see anyone on the boat as you're leaving. At this point, you gain some distance from the boat. You see, speeding at you through the water, the ridge of Zelifarn's back, splitting into a like sort of thin wake. And when he's about 50 feet away, he angles himself upward and, again, splashes you with a spray of water and sort of does a lap around the boat before coming to rest in front of you, uh, duck-like, in the water again. Yeah. When? How did it go? We're sorry, I'm sorry, I missed it. Like, we're all back in the... You're all back in the boat. Unless you wanted to do something as you were leaving. No. What it sounded like to me was you got on the boat yeah. and everyone was just sort of like... Sort of keeping it, keeping it cool, keeping it normal until you got far enough away that you could sort of talk about things. But before you, like, as you get into that sort of far enough away distance, you are first met by Zelifar and the dragon. Right. Oh, hello. How did it go? Did 
tell me, what did you discover? Quite, it's one, quite suddenly, you know, uh, they do not seem to have malintentions. Is that so? Yes, and I think they were only particularly aggressive towards you because they didn't know what else to do with the, the dragon approaching their ship. They thought you were trying to harm them. I meant no harm. I simply wanted to see what was up. Did you discover what was what the deal was? What was the vibe? Did you discover what the little craft underneath their boat is for? Yes. We don't know what it's for. It was gifted to the captain, um, Captain Zardazor, by a noble. Um, all we know is that it requires great arcane energy to, to work in, quite a lot of money that they don't have, um, and that it was made from uh, a Lantanesian convention uh, of sorts. Oh, um, we don't, we don't know much about some smarty pants living on Lantan. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's, uh, it seems to be, though, non-functional at the moment, and the captain is just kind of has it there and doesn't know how to use it and just isn't planning on using it until he can come across the money to, uh, to get it up in the money. So I think... Or so he claims. Or so he claims. But he seems rather honest of a captain. Rather, you know, we were trying to be insightful with his... It was there... Anything else? Anything interesting that you discovered? I would say that the interesting thing is uh, the relationship that the, the captain has to Waterdeep. It seems that he's, uh -huh. he is well, was came here originally as a uh, as almost a traveling circus with him and the, he's in charge of three boats. And yes, he's staying here potentially as a uh, a man of the night, if you will. And uh, he is a swinger. He is a sure, gigolo, gigolo if you're nasty. <laughs> he seems to be uh, a pleasure seeker. A pleasure seeker, a money maker. But that is the reason that his ship is docked, I think, far away from the shores for the privacy of his clients and himself. Why does he spend so much time? If he is a pleasure seeker, surely he has sought enough pleasures here. He wants to move on. What keeps him in Waterdeep? I believe it is the rumor of the great cache of gold dragons that is... You see, uh, you see, a, like a glimmer appear in his eyes, and uh, his head just like turns towards Waterdeep, a bit wistfully, and he turns back. Ah, the city of splendors holds so many treasures. Alas, I shall never see them myself. Unfortunately, yes, I'm being a dragon, but. I'm, you know, the, the captain seems to be uh, willing to to have some help finding the cash. He would give a portion to whoever helped him find it. Ooh. I don't know what sort of help you could offer, being you can't enter the city, but perchance information or materials of some kind. I have little in the ways of information. What sort of materials do you seek? 
Just wonder scales. The scale of mine. Oh, yes, just a scale. Why? There is a uh, rumor that. A rumor. Rumor. A rumor. Yes. That. Oh no, it's dangerous business to lie to a dragon. So, maybe less of a rumor, more of a known fact that one of the ways that one would be able to find the Scash Dragons is by the bronze scale. Well, you all have ruined it, you all have rendered me a great service in uh, following up on my questions. One scale. This is not so much. Not so much to ask. You see his talons sort of creep up and just pluck a scale off and he extends it. How big is it? It is about the size of a, uh, like a tea cup, like a tea plate. You know what I mean? Yeah. A saucer? That's what I'm looking for. A saucer. It's the size of a saucer. Bang bang's gonna get kind of googly eyed looking about this bronze scale. Bang bang's always looking for upgrades. I have something else that I can offer you as well. In thanks. Would you wait here a moment? See him rear up and then die, which creates a wave that sort of sends the, the ship reeling. Um, Galahad is like conked at this point. He's just he's just asleep. Um, can I add a bronze dragon to my inventory? Yes, you may. After a few minutes, you see that dark shadow rising rapidly out of the water, and as it breaks, you see that this time in its rear talons it is gripping a barnacle-covered chest, wooden chest. The wood of this chest has uh, long since swelled and rotted from being underwater, and the metal banding holding it together is uh, bluish-green with time as uh, the metal on it is oxidized. Um, He drops it in the ship, which you you hear a lot of the wood in that in the ship just like sort of crack and creak with the impact and some like water begins to slowly fill the ship. Um, but you have this chest. Should water. It's old. It has, it has a rusted lock on it. And uh, Zelopharn says... This uh, smells of money on the inside, but it is of little interest to me. Thank you, Zelopharn. It's quite Thank you. Thank you. Most gracious. Should you wish to visit me again, 
If you have any interesting news to share, I reside currently in the shipwreck that lies beneath this harbor. I have found many interesting things in this ship. Yes. It makes me very happy for you. It makes me very happy for me as well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can uh, part ways with Zelifarn. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to do on this ship? I do get the water out. Alright, this is going to be a sort of constant task as you make your way into shore, paddling all the while. Galahad had, well, perks up for the final part of this journey. Uh, seems to believe that you all are returning from some sort of military conquest, and he is now singing uh, sea shanties of victory. And as you approach the docks, uh, it is become, it is, it is nightfall. It is quite cold. You've had a long, chilling day out in the harbor. Uh, but as you return, you have a chest. Someone could, if they wanted to, spend the journey in trying to open this chest, or you could bring it home to do that. Uh, but you make it back safe and sound, just as the sun is set. Let's bring it home and then do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you going straight home after you get back to the docks? Um... It's of a time where Blackstaff um, facilities would be closed, right? Just yeah, the, the school yeah. is usually closing up for this time. Um, I don't think it has to be tonight. Yeah, so, sure. I, we could, but I think we can just go visit her in the morning. Yeah. Um, message her, or maybe just message her that we've, um, or cast in it. Yeah. Um, Chaba on the walk back of cast sending and say to the black staff uh, returned from speaking with Dragon in Harbor named Zelifar will visit at school. Tomorrow morning. With updates on his well. I have more words, but that's good. Just to let her know we're gonna come in the morning and okay. uh, info, but it's not like pressing. Uh, there's a brief pause and she says Thank you. Sorry for good um, news. <laughs> Thank you. Good news. Would rather not meet you in person. Our last conversation makes me wary. You're not in trouble. I'd rather be cautious. We'll find other ways. Okay, Chapel will take that message and 
obviously he'll share with the group. So it sounds like she wants us only to communicate with her through sending or through a message, or she doesn't want to communicate with us. Yes. It seems she may have something else in mind, but for the moment it um, might just be simplest to boil down everything we learned into 25 words. I'll cast sending again and let her know, and then um, we'll wait for her to contact us through another means okay, in the future. And I also could cast sending if we run out of messages. An excellent point. Um, it is after getting that sending message, by the way, that it starts to make a little more sense why all that information she sent you earlier this morning I don't think I said this in my recap, but last session, you were given, you received a paper bird that had listed on it a lot of information about um, the Cash of Dragons, about the Gyron, about the Gyron's Dragon Ward, and the Gyron's staff. These are all, this is all relevant information in sort of how the Cash of Dragons came to be, the Stone of Galore. And what is protecting Waterdeep from dragons and the staff that uh, is the source of this match? And that's why Zelfarn can't. That's why Zelfarn can't enter the city. Um, Right. So, yeah, I think maybe just doing a quick summary with another sending spell. So, I'll cast that again and say. Cellophard investigating looting shipwrecks seems neutral. Um, asked us to investigate what's the name of the ship? Eyecatcher ship with Scarlet Marvinov, it's 15. Moored beneath. Uh, sea Maidens Fair. Admiral Zardaz Zord. What was the name of that capital ship? Um, uh, Tarwin's Terry Hook. Captain Terry Hook. That's 25. There's Zord, and did you say Zarda Zord and Tarwin Airy Hook? Yes. Okay. I didn't have enough words to say the first name, but I said, like, Captain the, the Admiral, Zarda Zord, and Captain Terry Hook. Terry Hook. Terry Hook. Okay. okay. Good to know about dragon. Makes sense. The eye catcher. Don't know anything about it, nor its captains, nor Scarlet Marpinoff. Is there 
suspicious activity aboard. Um, I'll relay that as I'm receiving the message, and I'll be like, I'm tapped. Oh, yes, I can, I can step in, and I'll say... Oh, I want to... Yeah, 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 I don't know if I need to... She'll assume that I'm not working with next to each other. Um... Doing impression on the top of the Well, there is only suspicion of the flesh. Suspicion of the flesh coming to theaters this summer. The safety of Water deep seems fine. Captain knows of cash, but would give it give to open board. Strange he would know of vault stranger he would seek it that information is not commonly known would proceed with caution. You've walked on certain roads before with too much trust. Whoa. Call out, but also not wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this to the group, not as a Sunday, but, you know, it, 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 I'm thinking, I mean, we all are thinking the same thing, but the, the captain is definitely the lover of Lady Grouton. Or just, like, she's coming here for the big parties. Exactly. Yeah. The big orgy parties. Right. But but a lot of people could be her lover, or multiple. The idea of an orgy, you know, yes. so. I'll, I'll, I need to expand my. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm surprised. My limits. Explain this to you, Chuck. Chuck is chased. I don't know if this has been said before, but <laughs> Chuck is speaking in third person and it's chased. Um, uh, but that is the only way that I'm thinking about this now. Here, what the Blackstaff just said to me, which I also happily to everyone else, uh, that's the only way I can think of the captain knew of this this of this cash. I mean, if if the Blackstaff is so confused, it really must be because he is mixed up with the nobility and the game wars who Lady Grauhoon representing both um, I can think of no other way which means that there is a gossip problem and if this random circus freak man of the night knows of this cash of dragon who doesn't know of this cash of dragons I think, I'm concerned I think he knows far more, and it's up to far more than he lets on. Mm. I know you said you 
felt you thought you had a good read on him, but this seems to be a man with keeps, of course. And a crew who will keep them, no less. But regardless, um, I think we've gotten what we need from him for the moment, and it's not of any concern. I am I am not trusting to help him find this cash of Oh, certainly he not. Is so connected to the crowd. Hopefully he will not be too offended and Oh, I think we ghost him. <laughs> like he's out on a ship. Like he'll 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 get it. So what's he gonna do? Uh, okay. Well, let's continue walking home. I want to see what's in this chest. You make it back to uh, Troll Skull Manor without much incident. Uh, if somebody wants to roll a uh, Thieves' Tools check, you can try to open this. Um, remember, just remember, when you're doing your Thieves' Tools, to open your heart to where the correct place to place the proofs is. And Drumble, let me inspire you with a... A thrashing. Bones rumble, rumble. He's a rumble. He won't fumble. I'm going to say you something because I, I misread something a little bit. Uh, as you go to try and pick this lock, you can see that it is so rusted you can't even get your tools in, and you determine that this is going to just need to be busted open. I figured. Oh, well, well thank you for the motivation, but. Uh, this is one rusted piece of shit lock here. Give it a smash, uh, and if it doesn't work, I'll take a shot. I'll do it my best. Make a strength athletics check. I take the butt in my short sword. Yeah. Smash. You do still have guidance. It's not specific to... Uh, you said, so plus my athletics modifier? Yeah. Roll an athletics check, and you also add a d4 with, with guidance. And a d6 with inspiration. If you want. If it doesn't work, I have a new spell to work. Oh my god. Alright, so it's a 6 plus a 6 for my athletics plus... Athletics. Plus a 2. It's 14. <laughs> <laughs> that was my deck back. Total team. Yeah, you, uh, this, this lock is so rusted that you kind of place the pommel of your sword on it, and you just give it a very sharp, yes. and uh, it snaps off. Opening it up, you, uh, it, it swings open, uh, there's 300 silver pieces in this chest, atop which there's also a gold amulet shaped like an octopus with amethyst eyes. Shiny. Can I do an arcana check on it? Yeah. Does it seem magical? Can I try to appraise it somehow? Sure. 24. You can roll a perception check. 24. 24 uh, does not seem magical. Okay. Seven. Roll the one. It just seems like a piece of treasure. This chest, the it, it though the uh, outside of it has been damaged with water, the uh, inside doesn't seem to have been too damaged. The silver is uh, a little bit wet, but not too damaged. The gold is also in fine condition. I missed the amount of gold. How much was it? 
silver. 300 silver pieces and a golden amulet. Oh, right, right. I thought you meant also the gold was. Yeah, yeah sorry, I meant the gold of the yeah. uh, amulet. Um, Interesting symbol. Does anyone know anything about octopi? They got three hearts. They're delicious. I did not know that. I know that they poop and eat out of the same hole. <laughs> How nice. I wish I could do that. They have beaks <laughs> and can fit into any hole small enough for the beak to fit through. One of their legs is a penis. Oh. So the group knows all the fun facts to know about an octopus, you discover. Uh, is there anything else that you want to do this evening? Um, I wanted to try and cast Legend Lore about the Scarlet Marbina, maybe? Is it of legendary importance? Read the, read the spell. Name, name or describe a person, place, or object. The spell brings to your mind a brief summary of the significant lore of a thing named. The lore might consist of current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has never been widely known. If the thing named isn't of legendary importance, you gain no information. Uh, the more information you already have about the thing, the more precise and detailed the information you receive is. The information you learn is accurate, but might be couched in figurative language. You uh, you cast this spell and you name Scarlet Marpanoth and you do not receive any information back. This doesn't seem to be of legendary significance. How about Oranax? Oranax. How many times can you cast that spell a day? Stone of Galore. Is it like the same rules as the other spell that I can cast with it where I have to like, roll the d6? I'm going to tell you right now and uh, write this down in such a way that you can remember it because I know I've said it before. Uh, the Stone of Glore has three charges and regains 1d3 expended charges daily at dawn. That's going to be your responsibility to keep track of. While holding the stone, you can expend one of its charges to cast Legend Lore. By using the stone to cast Legend Lore, you communicate directly with the uh, Aboleth imprisoned within the stone, and it shares its knowledge with you. The Aboleth can't lie to you, but the information it provides is often cryptic or vague. Uh, the Aboleth knows... And this is a... This is a sentence that I'm not going to say out loud. But um, you uh, you cast Legend Lord on Oranax, and you are essentially fed the same vision that you first experienced when you touched the stone, which is you are pulled out of your body up above the city of Waterdeep. You are then pushed at dramatic speeds towards a uh, an old building, an old windmill in the Sea Ward. You kind of fly through the various rooms and corridors of this house until you terminate at a flagstone in the basement. You go through that, which opens up into a wide, uh, well-carved hallway 
that terminates at a set of adamantine doors, which you see those same three vault keys appear. A bronze scale, an invisible creature, and a unicorn. The doors give way. You advance into this uh, vault, and at the end of it, atop a pile of gold, you see a an adult, a fully grown gold dragon. I'm also going to say that seeing this dragon, having just met Zelifarn, you realize that your earlier assumption that Zelifarn was fully grown was wrong. Um, Zelifarn is clearly a young dragon in comparison to this larger, more uh, developed gold dragon. But as you um, experience this vision again, you hear in the back of your mind space a just sort of roiling, inky voice saying, uh, the name Ornax, as you look at this dragon, this gold dragon. Hmm. Okay. Do, do dragons like change? Like, will a bronze dragon become like a silver dragon as it like ages? No, it's just a different species. Different dragon. Yeah, different. Uh, different. For elements of the metallic spectrum. And roll a nature check for me. Is that a one or a seven? <laughs> you wish. Uh, yeah, you don't know much about dragons. One minus one. Yeah, you don't know anything about dragons. Oh, I forget what a dragon is. Yeah, like seeing Xelophorn, you thought that maybe this was just like a hairless griffin. Griffin. <laughs> like everyone in your party seems to think that this was a dragon, but you're like, you've seen a griffin. This was probably a griffin. I'm an urban ranger. I don't really know much about animals. <laughs> This is some sort of above-ground bat. Hmm. Big bat. Uh, horse. You, uh, you're all in the Hooting Newton. You have the evening to yourselves. It is relatively peaceful at this time. And unless you want to do something this evening, we will take a long rest and fast forward to the morning of 10 Uktar. Is there something anyone wants to do this night? I kind of want to go check the Zent hideout for message. It's been a few days since I sent that out. Sure thing. Sneak out in the night. You sneak out. Roll a stealth check for me. For a walk. Are you trying to be stealthy? I mean, you said sneak out. I, said, so. I did say sneak out. I'm in the turret, and Freya has a passive perception of 17. Just saying. Maybe she'd see. Passive perception doesn't mean that you see everything going on that doesn't succeed above the 17. Maybe Freya would see... Ruffles Freya, you now. would need to have told me before this happens that Freya was positioned in the window looking out. Well, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace. Uh, pass Without Trace? You can do that yourself. And then I'm going to. Oh, I see. I don't know this right, huh? It's a 12. 
plus six is eight plus ten, or yeah, eighteen plus ten. Twenty-eight. Yeah, Freya does not see this, <laughs> nor does anyone else in the house with your various passive perceptions. As uh, you slip out one of the windows on the back side of the house and make your way through the alleys and south towards a place in the city that none of your party members know about. Mm. It is a boarded up, seemingly abandoned warehouse. Mm. And as you arrive, you give the uh, secret knock on the door. There's a pause. A uh, slide slips back, and you see a pair of eyes looking out at you. There's no words exchanged, but it closes again, and the door a moment later opens up. You are met on the other side of this door by the familiar figure, the person who sent out this message last, and uh, he holds in his hand a piece of paper, which he hands over to you. Not very good. I'll take it. Do you want to do anything else? Um, I'm going to read the message first. Um, So the message that you sent out last time, can you remind me kind of the effect of what it said? I I, I don't think I wrote it down. Um, I know you were reaching out to to Velvet. To Velvet. It was like something about met a group of adventurers, found or located the stone, um... Going to investigate or will investigate House Lindolf. All right. Uh, the message that the message that you get back is um, short, but it says uh, good news. Don't lose focus. Don't let your head get turned. Remember what our goal is. I read this in silence. Be trusted. Eat the letter. <laughs> I, I don't think I exchange any significant words with uh, the guy in the scent. I know. Uh, just kind of a grunt and a nod. Um, I think I'm going to see myself out. Okay. You do that, and uh, you can make your way back to the house, or you can go somewhere else. Um, what do you do? I'm going to go back to the house. You do so. Um, by the time you get back, it is uh, well... It's, it's deep in the night. It's late. Um, everyone else at home is asleep. You're going to have to, if you want to get the benefits of a long rest, essentially sleep until noon the next day. Jesus. Suspicious. Or you can forego a long rest and take a short rest. Um, I, I'll, I'll forego a long rest. I don't uh, just... Okay, so um, don't, don't smash today. that long rest button, but you can smash that short rest button if you want. And uh, you all wake up in the morning, and you hear the sounds of the city. Once again, a bank of clouds has rolled in off of the sea, 
and that same stiff breeze, that same offshore breeze, is ripping its way through Waterdeep. Uh, there is a low howl through the the boards of Troll Skull Manor, the Hooting Newt, which is still in dire need of repairs. But the Carpenters Guild is scheduled to come in a day's time. It is the tenth of Uktar. And as you all wait, come down for your breakfast. You hear the town crier walking by outside. Jailbreak in the dock wards! Jailbreak in the dock wards! What? Oh, shit. I know who Before you hear... Chuckleberry Finn! Uh-oh. Come to collect! Oh, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> I passed this guy's cell phone as one swap. Alright. Yeah, don't answer the door. Chuckleberry Fen, I know you're in there. I'm not going to leave until you come to this door. Okay. I go up as one swap. And I open the door. Uh, you open the door and look down and see the familiar face of Zabla, the shopkeeper. Zablob is the shopkeeper that Chuckleberry met all those days ago when we first began this uh this, so this is actually good background for uh, almost a year ago. for Rumble. This was this is almost a year ago. Oh. Uh, not not in game year. It's been about it's been a month yeah, exactly. almost. Um, the pilot episode. Chuckleberry <laughs> made a deal with a shopkeeper in the dock wards who runs a curio shop. That uh, shopkeeper's name is Zoblob. During the conversation, Chuck obtained some information from Zoblob in exchange for the promise of him coming to get Chuck's purple loot uh, in a month's time. A month has passed, and Zoblob has come to class on the deal that they struck. As you open the door in the guise of Monsoir, you see Zoblob on the uh, front steps outside the door, and out in your garden, you see several figures. Uh, at a glance, you recognize them to probably be thugs hired by or working for the Xanathar's Guild. Mr. Finn? Is he home? Is it who? Chuckleberry Finn. Chuckleberry. Bang, bang, are you in the tap room? Chocolate's definitely down yeah. there. All right. Actually, I guess... Yeah, you never met Zoblob. You would never have met Zoblob. Who's, uh, who's all downstairs? All right. Choppa, Bang, Bang, Monsoir. Where's Yuri right now? Um... Studying in the turret, probably seeing the people from right. above. And Rumble? Um, 
Do I have a room? I forget if I have to determine. It's never been established. It's never been established. Um, I'm in the kitchen. It's great. Now. It's no key. Okay. Um, you mean drawer bed? Okay. <laughs> Rubbing my tired eyes. Yeah. You, turtle. You know Chuckleberry Finn. Where is he? Who? Chuckleberry Finn, the saver. Don't you lie to me. I'm just fucking. You guys came by my shop three ten day ago. We had a deal. I remember the shop. Um. Was there some sort of contract signed? Or a handshake agreement. Oh. That I plan to honor. Oh. That my friends and I plan to honor. Oh, You see there's just like a retinue of uh, like thuggish people out on your in your like garden area. One of them is picking his teeth with a dagger. Well, so I walks up to each of them and goes, hey, no. Hello. You walk out of the house and you take the time to go up to each yeah. individual thug. <laughs> There's eight in yeah. total, in addition to Zabla. I get a hello and I go like a. By the time you get to the fourth one, Zoblob is like, all right, okay, this is, I don't know what's going on here, but uh, can, can you get her to stop doing whatever she's doing? <laughs> oh, she's, um. She's a strong, independent woman. I can't control her at all. Hello? Can you read for me the uh, specifications of Disguise Self? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-oh. The illusions are not physical. No, they're not. Oh. I'm not touching any of them. Right? What did you say you were doing with them? I was just like, 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 you're like, mm-hmm. you're personal shaving. Yeah. Um... You're doing like a Bo Batons routine and yeah, and like, sashaying like, around. And like a kiss, like blowing you, a kiss. Oh, blowing a kiss. Blowing kiss. Okay. Uh, and can you read for me the description of Disguise Self? I make myself, including my clothing, armor, weapons, and other belongings on my person to look different until the skull ends or until I use my action to dismiss it. I can see one foot shorter or taller. I can hear thin, fat, in between. I can't change my body type, so I must adopt a form that has the same basic arrangement of limbs. Otherwise, the extent of the illusion is up to me. The changes brought by the spell fail to hold up to physical inspection. For example, if you use a spell to add a hat to your outfit, objects pass through that hat and when touches it, feel nothing or would feel your head and hair. Use a spell to appear thinner than you are. The hand of someone reaching out to touch you would bump into you while it was still seemingly uh, it was seemingly still in the air. To discern that I am disguised, your creature can use its action to inspect my appearance and must succeed on an intelligence investigation check against my spell save DC. Which is 15. As you are walking by all of these thuggish individuals, one of them, a woman, with sort of a shaved mohawk as you pass by, slaps your ass. And as her hand goes through the illusion onto your furry bottom, Uh-oh. she's just like, ah! <laughs> this isn't, something's wrong here. Well, excuse me. Zoblob turns excuse around. Excuse me, that is not okay. Zoblob turns around and marches up. 
Why are you bothering my friends? I was just saying hello to all the beautiful people in my garden. She's like, she's got a furry ass. I felt it. It doesn't look like it, but I felt it. <laughs> that is one of the secrets of Monsoir. <laughs> what are you... What? She's got a furry ass. How many secrets do you have? That's many, then that's one of them. One of your secrets is that you have a furry ass, but it doesn't look like it? Yes, it is. It's quite special. The secret to my success. Yes, exactly. Well, um, I well you, you listen here, Monsoir. Yes. You let Chuckleberry Finn know I want his loot. And I'm going to come back to get it. And if he's not ready to hand it over, there's going to be a big problem. Is it okay? He's got one day. I'm going to be back here same time tomorrow morning. Uh, I will try to find this person who is his chocolate back here. Let's dispense with all of this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming back here. And I'm getting that Okay. Do you actually... No, it's a wave. (laughs) Let's get out of here. Uh, Zoblob and his little gang... Uh, march off down the street out of sight. But um, it seems that Zoblob is intent on recovering the loot that was promised and plans to return tomorrow morning. Uh, Chuck, I have an idea. Um, why don't you uh, cast Distort Value on your loot? That was the uh, Yeah, and then take him for some extra money. Oh, I know you. That is a good idea. That's, that's a great idea. I was going to use disguise uh, to start the. Oh, ah. Mm, I got rid of that spell. Bummer. But also, <laughs> it is worth Major bummer. Uh, you have a show tomorrow night. I was checking my scheduling out. <clears throat> and, um. Is that true? It is the first day. Is yes, you have a show at the YP. Oh, it's the first day tomorrow. Yes, thank you. That was quite so I can I can't perform without my loot, so that is quite a mm. <laughs> use my bagpipes if you like. I was also something that Yuri suggested that I think is a very good idea is maybe if we feel comfortable offering Zoblog the octopus. With a purple crystal in the middle. There are interests. He does love the color purple. It would be giving out quite a lot of money, but perhaps keep Chuckleberry's career. Well, also, how much does a loot cost? It depends on the quality, of course. Yeah. Go buy one day. You know? You have been making lots of money at your show. This is a problem yeah. we can solve by throwing money at it. Come on, maybe you can get a new loot, but you're locking a bit of it costs 35 gold pieces. How much gold do you have? 37. Well, we could sell the octopus. Yes. Yeah, much more money. That's a very good idea. Yes. Yeah, so, what thoughts find these? There are music stores in Waterdeep as well. Well, once you get the octopus. Oh, I see, I see. No. I bet the octopus is worth quite a bit more than a purple loot. Oh, I, I would assume so. 
I just don't want, if we are hoping to keep this, I feel a bit bad that my uh, past past tribulations would cause us to lose out of this money. It's not magical. The amulet is not magic, right? We know. Uh, yeah, with a pretty good arcane um, arcane arcana check, it seemed as though this amulet is mundane. Um, so yeah, why don't we uh, go into work and try to sell it this morning, and um, are there any other pressing businesses we need to attend to today? The, the, the carpenters are going to be by tomorrow. Um, we reported to the black staff. Uh, we need to find the keys for the vault of the dragons. We have some minor outstanding business. Uh, Booksellers trip, going to a fight club, um, that sort of thing. I'm also, I mean, you know, we're looking for a unicorn. <laughs> Captain Saga. Oh, we should go to the orgy. There was there was a unicorn in the Sea Maidens Fair. Yeah, it was a unicorn flip. Like it was uh, not like the whole thing was like a gigantic unicorn, but there was a unicorn incorporated into this flip. Is this the same unicorn that I have the visions of? It is eight. Uh, you haven't seen this unicorn. Just only oh, Chuckleberry okay. saw it, so I wouldn't know if it was the same one. Uh, I think that you wouldn't was know. in the dock board? It was the sea board ever. Well, the float used to be in the city, presumably. We're this here for the parade. Yuri has a pretty good idea that the portal to the Feywilds is in the sea board or the dock board. And he also just keeps thinking about. But, like, the parade that the float was part of would have gone through there. Right? Yes. So, like, it might have been there at the time. Jack texted me before we even started saying, you remember. <laughs> oh, wow, you texted me a lot of things to remember. Where's the unicorn? Fuck. Just read all the things that you remember. Um, I'd be curious to know these things. I met a human woman out there who called herself Silverflower. I can't remember her face, but she... No, I know she was the one who sowed the seeds of doubt within me regarding my fate upbringing. Um, she also mentioned that I uh, have a connection to Waterdeep. Oh, she has a connection to Waterdeep. Um, I came to Waterdeep in summer, and now it's autumn. I don't remember. Oh, here it is. But your first members of the city are wandering to the sea ward. Um, the image of a rearing unicorn stands out strongly in your mind. This is a snapshot. You can snapshot. You can't remember why. Was the unicorn on the float rearing? I don't know. So that was in the sea ward. Okay, in my, what I was imagining, like, the float was in the shape of a unicorn, not that there's a unicorn on the float. Was the unicorn rearing on the float? Hold on. A rearing. That's an problem. And I guess it doesn't say the unicorn was in the sea ward, it just says that I remember stumbling through the sea ward when I first arrived in Waterdeep. And also, and also the image of the yeah, But you don't necessarily know that those are connected, but also. What have you entered through the vault? Ooh. Jeez. I mean, this silver flower has. We don't even know where the vault is. Well, we know it's in oh, the it's a wind, There's a windmill. No, right. no, we do. We do know where it is. Yeah. Where the entrance is. <clears throat> we get to investigate it. Alright. 
What is adamantine? Wolverine bones? Yes, it is. You don't don't read any words, but you can look at this picture. And you can that's see in the background. That is But this is something that only you saw. This is this is an actual artistic representation of the Sea Maidens Fair. I love it. It looks festive. That is some sort of ox. There is an owl bear in a cage. Um, there is a mechanical dragon flying above, and there is somebody aboard a rearing mechanic mechanized unicorn. It's not a real unicorn, but it, that is what they mean by a float. Okay. Okay. Um. It is being. Uh, if it, I'll just narrate, like you would have seen that this float is of a rearing unicorn. It was sort of being drawn in a chariot by two carnival workers. Okay. Carnies. Carnies, if you will. Uh, Are we we're talking about unicorns right now? Like in, in role playing? Uh, you can be. Yeah. I think you're sort of talking about what the next steps are going to be, which is not a bad thing to be doing because as, uh, as you take stock, there's... It seems like the uh, the big thing to figure out is how to get into the Vault of Dragons. You know what the keys for it are. You know that you need a bronze dragon scale. Check. You know that you need an invisible creature. Potentially easy check because you have uh, a, you have yeah, the ability to cast this magic. Um, but you do need a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Yuri relays everything he remembers to them, just in case it's helpful for the characters to know. Um, and Chuck will, you know, we're talking about unicorns, and I am remembering from the day of the City of Wonders, uh, was that the name? Day of Wonders. Wonders. Day of Wonders. Um, there was a unicorn there too, but it was not a real unicorn, it wasn't mechanized, but it was in a rearing position, the one that you're talking about. And it was part of the Sea Maidens Fair, which is the circus that is run by Zarda Zord. You just met. So for, there might be a chance that it's on one of the ships. I don't know. I don't know where they keep all of their their floats. Uh, and I mean, it, it might be maybe too big to keep on the ship. I don't know if they have a warehouse somewhere. We would have to maybe get in contact with Zarda again, and he wants to help us with this. Thing, so we can help him. Thing, but perhaps if I could see the uniform, I might remember more. Is there any way? Have we tried to talk to someone about where we could find the uniform? Yes, sure. I haven't really talked to anyone and asked that specific question. Well, let's. I think before we go chasing a mechanized uniform, I mean, let's just go see if there's someone who would. We could just ask Quint Blink, where could I find a unicorn in Waterdeep? You know any exotic animal traders? Um, there's one man who seems to know the streets of Waterdeep better than any else. There's a man of Waterdeep. Well, the man. Yes, <laughs> the streets, perhaps, but all of the local interests and things to see. Might be our friend Volo Thang. Good on. Oh, we haven't been passing down. I want to hear that voice again, so why not? Um. 
That's a fair point. Perhaps fair point. Um, I can't imagine we are unwatched. Also fair. Rumble is the sneakiest. Who else is sneaky? Not me. But I told you the rules for you being stealthy. I tried. I tried. Just very wide. You see. Um. I don't know what we should do. Um, it sounds to me like you're uh, weighing up, trying to meet up with Volothamp. Yeah. Um, but that, you are, generally speaking, trying to figure out how to find a unicorn. Yeah. Yes. And also have to contend with this golden dragon once we do open the wall. Although well, they are known to be good aligned at the very least, although learning more Protective. about them would be a good idea. Perhaps Yuri and I could go and try to do some research into this um, dragon, see if we can learn anything from his long lifetime in history and the rest of you could try to track down Volo or try to find information about where to find the unicorn. I do hope that uh, bringing the three pieces of the puzzle would prevent Oranax from considerations. Exactly. Yes. But we don't know if we'll even be able to see him before having those pieces at all. Would it be worth it for me to go ask after the Scarlet Marpanel at the Temple of Dawns? That could be a good idea. If we found some sort of untruth what we've been told by Admiral Zord, then we uh, could potentially use that to gain leverage and uh, get the unicorn. At the very least, we wouldn't want to reveal to him that the, our need for the unicorn is connected to the uh, thing. You know, 
the meetings of the floor because we don't want you to get into the vault. We want to get into the vault. I do wonder how literal these pieces are. Does it have to be a really Well, that's an excellent point. That's why I thought perhaps Rumble's idea of, of investigating the tower could be wise, but as Bang Bang says, that if we are being watched, could reveal the location to our enemies. Though it is still only us who have the stone galore. Can inspect the window invisibly. Should we try to connect with Laurel Silverhand and find out if any of these people have actually told the truth about trying to serve the Open Lord? I suspect that they deceived us about this. Be wishing to curry her favor, so she may not be aware of their actions. But it would not imply that they are true or untrue. In any case, would it not help for us to not be fooled again? <laughs> I certainly think that this captain, this admiral, is hiding more than he is revealed. But well, I wasn't there, but from what Chuck said, it didn't sound like he's working with the Open Lord, but as much hoping to gain her favor through giving to the city. To what end? Power, influence, perhaps. It seems that more money would equal more power. Indeed. And keeping the hoard for oneself seems to be what most would do. This is true, but why have money if not to spend it on things like influence, intangible power? Money is only potential, nothing more. Seems a priority for Chuck to sell this octopus, get a new loot for tomorrow. Yes, let's deal with that. Yes, okay. Why don't we do that? Um, I will move over to Fox Finding. Do you believe Thought would know anything about Incorns? Well, it's an adventurer, that's not bad. Yes, let's all go. And then we do that. So you go to sort you go to Thort's findings. And as you enter the sort of familiar setting of this uh, repurposed statuary head, remember that Thor's findings is in the head of one of the living statues of Waterdeep. Um, you you walk in and you see him behind the counter of the shop. He looks up. Hello again. Welcome back. Hello. Good morning, Mr. Fort. We have some uh, business that I am hoping you could help us uh, through with. Uh, sure. One, an appraisal, and two, a question. So let's do the appraisal first. How much would this cost? You put it on the counter. He looks at it takes out a small like eye magnifying glass and it isn't magical. No. 
I'm not much interested in it. Uh, oh, you, you wouldn't, you don't want this. I wouldn't buy it, but um, you could bring it to a gem salesman. You could fetch a few hundred gold for it, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good, no, thank you. I uh, forgot that your shop is only. Well, I don't really deal in gems and the like. Right, right, right. Great. <laughs> so, okay. You making. Making fun of me? No, 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 no. I'm not. making fun of me for Captain's often. It is a, uh, an accidental, uh, mimicry. It's a form of flattery that I do sometimes. <laughs> I was, um. You have a question? Yes. Because she's the master of disguise. What, where in the city do you think? You know a lot about magic and magical creatures. After you've vaguely insulted him, he's just sort of mad dogging you. Yes. Um, maybe just someone else would ask. You know, are you just gonna lead me along like a dog? Uh, where would one find a unicorn? A unicorn. Why are you trying to find a unicorn? They're magnificent beasts. It seems to be the answer of some forgotten memories that I have. The connection to the Feywild. Haven't heard of unicorns in Waterdeep before. They are magical creatures, fey creatures. And, um... They wouldn't usually reside in a city. Mm-hmm. They typically keep to forests. Would they uh, potentially be spotted in the undercliff? Is that forested enough, or is that too out? It's farmland. It's farmland. I've never heard of any uh, rumors of a, a unicorn wandering around in the in the undercliff region, nor any of the forests close to Waterdeep. Like I said, they generally keep to the fade if they can. Fascinating. Fascinating. Okay. That's very helpful. Um, and, uh, sorry to disturb you. I'm not walking out of the... Yeah, he's, like, just already ignoring you. Okay, well, so that didn't tell us much. How are you doing that, Chuck? Uh... He said it's not possible for a unicorn to be in uh, water deep. They really don't need it in the Didn't say it's not possible. It's it very that? uncommon for a unicorn to be in water deep. They really live in forested areas, mm-hmm. mostly with fae. They're fae creatures. So, we didn't really get much help. And he also did not want to buy this from me, because um, it's not magical, but... He did say it would go for around a few hundred uh, gold pieces. So if we go to the jeweler, then maybe we'd be able to get some some GP. Oh, oh, I have an idea. We could uh, just one of us could disguise ourselves and then go send it to Zadnan for a bunch of money and then use that with the night other route and then also sell him dinner. That's tricky. That's so <laughs> funny. Um, that could work. Would he buy it? 
No, I mean, like, would he buy the disguise? Like, would he... He was very... I only really disguised myself as Monsoir, and he seemed... Right, right, but Rumble would do it as well. Yes. Rumble, maybe you just turn yourself into a regular human man, and then just be like, yo, I heard this is the place to sell purple things. And then, um, you know... I don't, I don't think he knows me. I mean, I've never interacted with this sublob. Rumble human so <laughs> Rumble human person. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, maybe let's do that. Let's try that. Yeah. Oh, well, I'd like to give it a shot. An old Zoblob. Mm-hmm. So you're going down to Old Zoblob shop? Yeah, so we're going to all break off, like, at least three blocks away. How do you uh, disguise your... Are you disguising yourself? Oh, I don't know Zell Blob. Do I? I've never met No, you're uh, pretty certain he didn't see you at Troll Skull because you were in the kitchen when he was there just, like, preparing yourself something. You didn't say you came out. So I'm assuming that you weren't ever, you know, in sight. I don't necessarily need to disguise myself. You haven't seen with us, though. No, I. You know, just to be safe, I'm just gonna put on my human disguise. Human disguise, you got it. Human, generic, human, generic, <laughs> human. All right. Uh, what am I? What am I doing again? You're selling the octopus amulet. Great. So the reason why this doesn't make sense to you, but it does to them, I'm about to, I think, <laughs> illuminate for you. Uh, as you approach this shop that they seem to remember and know well, they don't walk up to it, but as you approach it, you see uh, first a cloud of lavender-scented purple smoke sort of wafting through the streets, spilling out of the door of one shop in particular. Mm-hmm. As you look in, every wall is painted purple, and every dusty knickknack on the shelves is dyed a deep violet. Uh, there's a hairless gnome that you can see through the front door uh, sitting cross-legged on the counter wearing plum-colored robes. This is Zoblob, who is just at your home. And his cheeks are decorated with nine purple face-painted eyes on his face. He did not yet have these painted on when he came to visit. It seems like this is part of his costume that he wears when he is working in the shop. Um... You also see in the window a stuffed beholder, mm-hmm. which is a magical creature that is a giant sort of bald eyes. Bald eyes. Yeah, eye stalks coming off of a big eye. Uh, as you walk in, this gnome lowers his pipe, exhales that same kind of cloud of lavender smoke, and raises his hand. Hell, well met! Come, browse the shelves of the most curious curiosity shop in the world. Sablob's old shop. <laughs> oh, curious. Duh. Smells like some real dank in here. <laughs> yes, only the finest pipe weed for Zablob. Oh, yes, yes, pipe weed. Um, look, I, um, I, I, I see you have some... A beautiful collection of curiosities. The most uh, curious trinkets in all of Waterdeep. Perhaps uh, you'd be interested in something I'm willing to, to get some gold. Oh, you've got a trinket for Zabla. Well, go ahead. Uh, I pulled the octopus amulet out of my bag. 
you see him, his eyes sort of like greedily glow as you present it. That's, um, that's fine. That's a fine piece of jewelry you have. Are those, those amethysts in the eyes? Oh, they are. And, uh, I went to great length to obtain this piece. I, uh, took it from the hands of a dragon. Interesting. Hands of a dragon, you say. And claws. But... Dragons don't have hands. <laughs> well, um, what sort of price did you have in mind? Oh, um, I've been uh, poking around, getting some assessments done. Uh, I think around 300 gold piece might be a fair price. Make a persuasion check. Um, 12 plus 5 17 300 gold it's a fairly steep price but um it is a fine piece it is fine jewel laden you've got a deal what did you say your name was uh my name was uh, uh Ram- ramble ramble manfoot Ramble Manfoot. <laughs> Pleasure to make your acquaintance, Ramble Manfoot. Yours. I'm Zabla. Zabla. Of course, it's my shop. Um, uh, pleasure doing business with you. And you see he kind of ducks under the counter and counts out. Uh, he does it. He first puts down two. Uh, not two. Um, he puts 20 platinum and an additional 150 gold pieces. Whoa. One platinum is equivalent to 10 gold, so 20 times 10 is 200. Hmm. And uh, the remaining 150 gold, he puts it all into a sack. Or, sorry, no. 100 uh, gold. Yeah, 100, 100 gold and 20 platinum. Um, puts it in a sack, puts it on the counter. <sighs> well, um, I have to say, I'm quite fond of this piece. The uh, amethysts in the eyes will really uh, gel nicely, and I have to say that the tentacles as well um, deem with the, uh, the, the the piece in the front window. Uh, it all works together nicely. Uh, yes, a fine piece of business. If you come across more pieces like this, if you're vanquishing more dragons in the future, I might be a happy buyer. Oh, very well. It's a, it's a weekly occurrence for me. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> he uh, takes the amulet. Can I interest you in anything else? Care to look around? Um, I'll take a quick mercy, but uh, I better be off. Uh, have some more dragons to attend to. You see uh, a lot of various trinkets on the shelves. You don't see anything that is quite as ornate or, you know, valuable as this amulet that you gave over. Um, But you do see a lot of other things. Uh, Do you have any genuine interest in buying something? Um, Not not in particular. Um, Any... Just trinkets, and there's no, like, weaponry. Yeah, some things that you see are... You see a mechanical purple canary inside a gnomish lamp. Cute. Uh, You see... Demon, apparently. 
You see an old divination card, which, interestingly, as you look at it, bears your likeness as oh. a tabaxi. Oh. Uh, it's sort of one of the... It's sort of like um, one of... What's the word for those things? Uh, not foil. No, one of those sort of... Yeah, like a holographic. It's like a holograph mm-hmm. card, and as you, like, tip it at yourself, it turns into your face, and as you tip it away, it just sort of turns into a big, like, humanoid shape. Mm-hmm. Um, you also see, uh, a pipe that blows purple bubbles. Oh. Pipe. <laughs> I like the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine pipe. It's a nice little tool. It's a great thing to bring to a party if you want to have, like, a fun costume going on. But bubbles, is it anything? Just bubbles. How... <laughs> Just a fun trinket. A fun trinket. Mm. Uh, how, how much? How much are you asking for this pipe? Three hundred dollars. How much you? Uh, how much you offering? Uh, I toss you a tenner. Ten gold. So. <laughs> is that oh, wait, wait, that a lot? Oh no. <laughs> ten gold. Don't listen to them. They're not here. <laughs> I seem very eager with that ten. Uh, I could part with it for ten. I would generally ask for a bit more, but after this fine bit of business that we just performed, I'd be happy to part ways. What, what can you tell me about this little this little dude out here, this little divination card, this fancy, foily bit? Oh, it's uh, somebody sold it to me not long ago, and if you just point it at yourself, and he sort of uh, like stands behind you and points it at you, and you oh. see the, the like, he sees the cat form, and he's like, <laughs> wait a minute. Mr. Manfoot (laughs) Let me ask you Are you uh, You having something? I That's so Ah, You've caught me Uh, You know I I get some strange looks uh, Walking around here uh, Uh, Looking like a cat Uh, I, I, I like to yeah, no, people in Waterdeep don't like it when you look different. I can, uh, understand. I can, I can sympathize with that, Mr. Manfoot. Well, uh, let me, let me say, I'll throw in the divination card and the bubble pipe for that ten gold. Wow. Sounds, you know, you seem like a nice fella. Uh, I love a nice guy. As long as you have yourself a deal. As long as you don't cross me, I'm a nice guy. I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> couldn't imagine doing so. Great. Well, uh, anything else I can help you with, or will it just be the card and the pipe? The card and the pipe. It's good for today. All right. You can add a uh, pipe that blows purple bubbles <laughs> and a divination card that, when you look into it, reflects your true face. Mm-hmm. Nice. Could be useful. Cool. Can you use it to see other people's true faces like Sablob did? You'd have to experiment a little bit. Fair enough. Cool. How big is it? Just a card? Yeah. Card size? Yeah. Uh, tarot card size. Nice. Excited about the spike. Excited to see how you use that. Yeah, I'll see. Are you going to come rejoin the group? I'll be rejoining the group. So, uh, how'd it go? Um, great! I got this pipe. Oh, <laughs> oh. 
Look at that. I blow some purple bubbles. Quite fun. I thought so. Um, but I managed to get 300 gold from the amulet. Oh, so. very nice. Not a bad deal. I don't think he knows who I am exactly. Uh, not not my relation to you, at least. Perfect. In what? So. Very good. Um, should we divide up this gold? Yes, I think so. I, I, I don't think the loot should cost me 300 gold pieces. No, certainly not. It costs. You did mark out the 10 gold for those items you got as well, right? E- was that just from your own gold? Um, I was going to take it out of my own gold. Okay. But, but you're about to get more gold. I'm about to get so more gold. It matter. It's just um, so three hundred six five ways would be uh, sixty 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 gold each or three hundred and three hundred divided by five is sixty. Um, so everybody would get. What five platinum pieces and ten gold pieces, or again twenty gold pieces? Yes, four, no, platinum. four, four platinum, four platinum, and twenty gold. Here, nice, good. There's also the silver too. If oh yeah, uh, there's uh, three hundred silver. I didn't put so four gold. Nobody made an awesome joke. Everybody takes sixty-nine silver pieces off the rest of the Four twenty sixty-nine. Are we actually doing sixty-nine silver? Yep. Nice. Sixty-nine. Oh wow. Yeah. Yes. That's actually technically a little bit too much, but we've got the gold in the party loot, so it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it, so we can all <laughs> nice inventory. I put purple bubbles. Right. So you've sold off this amulet. You haven't got any closer to finding the location of a unicorn. What would you like to do now? Um, can I go buy a loot from a music shop? You can. Uh, we don't need to roleplay this unless you want to. Yeah. You can mark off 35 gold pieces and you get a kind of standard, well-crafted loot um, from a music shop in the trades ward. Um, is it possible... Yeah, is it is there a way to get like a nicer loot than what I currently have? Yeah. Um you go to in this in this shop, you also see like there's there's a range of uh of loots. Yeah. You could upgrade and get a finer loot yeah. for double the price. For seventy gold you could get a loot that is slightly more resonant. It's not going to functionally give you anything other than um, like a nicer a nicer instrument that sounds nicer. It's not going to give you any mechanical benefits, but um, it will. Just the intangible benefit of 
credibility. Yeah, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is there's maybe some like social situations in which it could benefit you the same way that your your purple loot benefited you this yeah. one time in uh, in Zoblob shop. Yeah, like I'm sure that there's ways that like this nicer loot could benefit you in certain role playing situations. But um, there are also magical instruments. Uh, you first of all, the the price tags on these things are hefty. Yeah. But um, you see, uh, there's a few like very. They're like in cases, glass cases that are locked. You see a very nice harp. You see a mandolin. Uh, There's like a little placard underneath it that says Kenneth Mandolin. Um, It says that it can cure wounds, dispel magic, and protect the wielder from lightning energy. Uh, There's uh, a very nice lyre, lyre. That uh, is also in a case um, that says it's called the Klee Lear. Uh, it can um, help create, uh, it can help mold stone and create walls of fire and wind. Uh, there's a few other things like that. Okay. Um, Each of these starts like bare minimum 2,500 gold pieces. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a whole bunch of. Yeah. I think I'm going to maybe just buy this second loot. That's uh, like the regular price. 35 gold pieces. 35 gold because yeah. I can't really even with the amulet yeah. selling. Get the other stuff. Um, so I'm going to do that and now I'm going to have two loots in okay. my inventory for 24 hours. Nice. Alright. You've gotten a new loot. We have a little bit more time before we want to wrap up. We can either wrap up here or if there's something brief that somebody wants to do. Just discuss. I have uh, an idea. Okay. Or just a proposal for finding Unicorn. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that a lot of the... uh, A lot of the less reputable vendors and tradesmen uh, in Skullport... uh, are known to trade in exotic animals. And uh, I'm wondering if it's something we could investigate. I could ask some connections that I know if uh, in a word one might procure a unicorn. Seems like something that might be smuggled into the city. If, um, I mean, these are powerful creatures, but if you think that you could discreetly ask around, I don't see how it would hurt. Um. Yeah. Yes, why not? Well, I'll put the word out. See if I can uncover cover any leads. All right. So at some point, you'll reach out to uh, somebody in the underworld. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you're not going to try to go to Skullport itself, are you? I don't think so. Okay. I think that's um, Gold's journey. Okay. 
well, at some point you can do that. Uh, what about for the time being? Does anyone have any anything they'd like to do? I can say that as you walk around town, you hear more town criers announcing that there was a uh, jailbreak in the dock ward that took place last night. I would like to know. Trump wants to know about that for sure. Do you go up to the... um, Yes. So you can approach one of these town criers. Child? Yes? Tell me more. What's all this? Well... The story by our broadsheet is that there were three prisoners that were recently turned over. Um, they were drow, and no, at some no. point in the night, they were broken out. Uh, three city watch guards were killed in the process, and their whereabouts are currently unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's no good at all. Three escaped drow, three dead city watch. So. Sounds like it. Um, thank you. Uh, is that all the news today? Um, that, that's the headline news. Very well. Uh, say, um, in your travels about the city, you haven't seen a unicorn, have you? Nope. I'm, I'm just a kid. This is just my day job. I, I get a few copper pieces a day for disseminating the news. I know, and you just walk around all the time. I was just checking. Nope, never seen a unicorn. Inside check. <laughs> Make an inside check. Thank you. 22. Nice. Uh, this young girl has never seen a unicorn. Never seen a unicorn. Well, goodbye, little girl. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Jailbreak in the dockboard. Jailbreak in the dockboard. Chapa, there is one thing I would like to do which is do some shopping and sell my shield Mm. to get a plus one shield which I think I should be able to do Uh, Did I give you a price for that already? No, I did a quick Google if that is accurate to how it is in this game um, I just wanted to see if, like, it was reasonable to potentially have, um, or if it was going to be, like, a thousand gold. Give me a moment. <sighs> there is a shield plus one magic item on Junior Bianca. I'm not seeing the price for it. You had 69 gold? Uh, no, it was 69 silver. 4 platinum, 20 gold, 69 silver. Um, 4 platinum. Each? Yes. 29 gold, 20 gold. 20 gold, 69 silver. Yeah, 426. Yeah. Do you get it? You get it? I get it now. Thank you. It's funny. <laughs> I missed that one. Sweet. So the, then the only other thing is my. Shield is like engraved with the holy symbol so that I can use it as a spellcasting focus. So I have to get a shield that also can do that. Um, that's going to be a harder thing to do. You would probably have to do it directly from uh, the House of the Moon. Mm. If you were looking for 
There are like weapons, like when you've been to the church before, you can see there are areas of the church where like holy weapons are on display. Uh, they don't have them for sale. They're usually uh, relics or perhaps given to high-ranking members of the clergy. Mm-hmm. But um, if you wanted a shield that would function as your like as a as spell, like a spell casting component, um, I'm going to say that there's there's a trade off here. You mm-hmm. either get the plus one shield or and lose your spell casting component, mm-hmm. or you keep your shield and it would still be your spell casting. I'm going to keep it then. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect for him. And <clears throat> I'll still have all of my money instead of none of my money. Cool. But maybe it's some time. Um, now that I have money, I would love to spend some time studying um, and adding and transcribing spells. You can definitely do that. Um, what You still need to buy supplies, so you can go to Rashal's books for that, and it's going to, I think it's... Uh, 50 gold and two hours of time. Per spell, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you wanted to stay back with, stay back at, uh, the Hooting Newt while the rest of the party is out running these other various errands, you could, how much time do you want to spend? Just, you just want to transcribe one spell and do 50, 50 okay. gold, two hours. So basically you can take your morning, you go to Rishal, he first of all asks whether you've had a chance to go out of town and perform that job for him. You gotta tell him about the fire that happened and... Just, you confess to a crime? No, 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 the previous fire. <laughs> Where our neighborhood... Um, of oh, the fireball. Well, he, he knows about that. So just like, things have been crazy, Rashawn. Oh, I... That makes sense. Um, <laughs> well, I, I hope that you are able to go and, uh, and and pick those books up for me. It'd be a huge help. The Mormon out of time, I go to Bashel. Awesome. Well, uh, here's that ink and uh, the paper that you require. Um, the you get enough uh, to cast to transcribe one spell essentially if you wanted to. Um, and what the cost of that is fifty gold. You said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take that right back out. Uh, and you spend another two hours transcribing whatever spell it is that you wanted to. Perfect. Um, cool. Woo-hoo. Anything else? Is Ember back yet? Uh, you swing by the steam and steel, and uh, you see Avi. Uh, no, uh, he's supposed to be back soon, though. I, I he, he said he'd be back at the, uh, the the top of the next ten day, so I'm expecting him home tomorrow. Thank you. You're welcome. Trapo would potentially like to do some shopping at its findings. Um, we could, we don't have to do this with everybody, but maybe Chava goes there and is saying about, like, I'm looking to um, perhaps buy a magical item or two that might um, uh, be slimming on my figure. You, you see, I find it very hard to move about stealthily, um, and 
It seems to me that uh, you might know of some technique or equipment which I might utilize, or just in general, if there was anything uh, that might offer some more protection, physical protection, or... Uh, so what are you trying to do? Are you trying to be smaller? I'd like to be sneakier, or I have a higher armor without putting on armor, because you see, I cannot uh, wear armor. I see. Just um, this guy. Well, the probably the best way towards being sneaky you're going to find is uh, a ring or a cloak. There's ways of um, being a bit sneaky. You see, he starts to go through his ledger. Uh, let me go here. Um, well... I've got a pair of boots. Boots, you say? Yeah, they're they're elven boots. Hmm. Um, uh, officially known as boots of elven kind. And while you wear them, you basically your steps make no sound, uh, regardless of the surface you're moving across. Uh, functionally, this would give you advantage on stealth checks that rely on moving silently. The way that magic items work is they magically conform to whoever's trying to wear them. So if you were like a tiny creature and you put on these boots, they would like stuck to your foot. And if you were a big creature then trying to put it on your foot, it would sort of slip over it like a sock and then reform. Uh, how much would that run me? He sort of like taps this. I'd um, part ways with these for 150 gold. Ooh, 150. I'm afraid it's a bit steep for my purse at the moment. Got anything to trade? Well, let me see. Let me see. Well, I've got these coins. I can trade those. And I'm brewing up my inventory. He's like spinning around trying to look at the back of his shell where all of the things are tied to. I've got these bagpipes. Um, you can't have my alchemy jug. I've got these garden shears. Uh, no, it seems not. Um, I may have to come back. All right, well. If you change your mind. Alas. On that thrilling conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that'll that'll wrap up for this week. Next week, we will rejoin as you all try to figure out where you can find a unicorn.